Hey folks, Chris Nizak here. Over a decade ago, I started something called the Misdirected Mark Podcast. This is the 500th episode of that podcast. And I just want to say thank you everyone for being on this journey with us, whether you've been listening from the beginning or came on at some point later. Now, let's pick up those mics and get on with this thing. This is the Misdirected Mark Podcast. A podcast about gaming, game mastering, and entertaining you, our listeners. We are explicit, you have been warned, and I'd like to thank Mike Willard for letting us use his music on our show. Now let's pick up those mics and get on with this thing. And welcome to the 500th episode of the Misdirector Mark podcast. Tonight we celebrate 500 episodes and over 10 years of Misdirector Mark. But first, my name is Jerry. My name is Phil. I'm Chris. And I'm holy shit 500? What? <laughs> and old man Logan. <laughs> oh, man. That line from, uh, what is it, from Dropout? My name's 50? 50. Don't worry, people will know that joke. I don't. And will they, really? There'll be some people who know that joke. I have no idea what you're I have no idea. About. I don't even know. Uh, what, what is Dropout? <laughs> dropout TV. That's the people oh, that do Game it. Changers. Oh, that's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. But it's, it's, the, um, it's the one where they do the news. No, I haven't seen you guys. Okay. I actually played that oh, one for you. Did okay, you? okay. See, I Jerry that, remembers. Now that you that, that now that you mentioned like all the other stuff connected to it, then yes, I understand what he's talking about. Fifty. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was a deep cut. Okay, then. Trust me, there'll be some there'll be some fans who there'll be some listeners who why, get that one. Why don't we do the temperature check, Bob? We haven't done the temperature check. First, we should talk about Chris's voice. No, we'll do that in the temperature check. Okay. I'm going to go first. Yes, that's Chris, okay. go first. My voice is trashed because I went to the football game. My first ever Bills playoff game. I've been I've attended over 60 games in that stadium, and that was my first playoff game, and I yelled a lot. My throat is trashed because of it. I know in the intro, it sounds like you're about to cry. I know. Like, I kind of. I kind it was of, very um, emotional, but not really. You were just, you know, just, you have just no trashed. Voice. Yeah, my yeah. throat is just destroyed. This is Chris's sexy voice. No, yeah. no, it's not. I have a sexy voice. It is not this. Somewhere out there, there's a person going, how dare you, podcaster, go out and wrote your voice before the 500th episode of your show. And I'm like, whatever. Look, man, there are two things in this world that I love. One of them is podcasting. The other one is the fo- the Buffalo Bills football team. There you go. I mean, that's not actually true. There are other things that I love. I was going to say, be, I'd be careful. She's <laughs> yeah. on the other side of that wall. <laughs> Banging on the door. <laughs> there are two hobbies. There are two hobbies. You there love. are two hobbies. Yes, yeah. yes. There you go. Yes, there you go. We know what you meant. Yeah. Oh, man. So uh, that's that's me. Like my throat is my throat is wrecked. I've been very excited about doing this episode. It's it. Uh, normally, I try not to make a big deal out of milestones and whatnot. But this one, every time I try not to make a big deal out of it, ends up being a big deal anyway to me. Like it's later, so I'm just gonna embrace it. Yeah, yeah. should <laughs> embrace should. it. Five hundred episodes is a long, long time. Not mm-hmm. a lot of shows. No, not a lot of shows hit five hundred. There's like Ken and Robin, Fear the Boot, mm-hmm. Us. There's a, I think there's a couple other ones out there, but not that I can think of off the top of my not head. Not that I can think yeah. of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Also, that have lasted for 10 years. Yep. That's To me, that's almost more impressive, is that we've been around for a decade. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to get up to 500 episodes short of recording weekly. Well, I mean, imagine if you record, like, yeah, imagine if you recorded a show every day. There are podcasts, like professional podcasts out there that do that. But we are not prof- a professional no. podcast. Sure. Yeah. We are like a semi-semi-amateur show at best. Yes. Held some, together, some days more amateur than others. Yeah, <laughs> held together with duct tape and 10 years of equipment that some of it we're still using from a decade ago, right? Yep. Yeah. Like this, the Zoom recorder that we record on is like nine years old. Like, it's sturdy. 
She's a sturdy, sturdy recorder. I, the, the the microphones that Jerry and Bob are using are also like eight years old. They're SM fifty eights. By the way, I can't recommend an SM fifty eight more. Than, <laughs> she she's banged up. I, she'll I fly true. I That's do true. remember the original mixer, which is uh-huh. like fucking ginormous. It was compared yeah, it was twice to the size of that. Yeah, it was a it was a monster. And Chris used to haul it around I to did. my place. Uh, the microphone that I'm recording on right now is also nine years old. So like, uh, I'm like this stuff has been pretty sturdy and, and lasted a very long time over the course of a lot of usage. Hey, off the top of your head, let's just brainstorm this up really quick. Where are, and, and not, I'm not going to talk about one-offs, not one-offs, but where are all the places this show has been recorded in the last decade? So like where we've recorded multiple episodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do one-offs. So it's, it's, one-offs it's, is even worse. It's this, it's here. Okay, so it's are we going to go backwards? Six, yeah, we might as well start okay. start here and go backwards, right? Okay. So here. Yep. Um, the basement of your old home. Yep. Uh, fifteen Mount Vernon, my old home. Yep. Jerry's place. Jerry's basement. Jerry's we recorded basement. a bunch yep. of episodes there. That's four. That's four. Where else there is? Uh, the college. We recorded a number of episodes at at um, at UB. Mm-hmm. At, at UB. What about yeah. Buff State? Well, I don't, I don't know that there's no, that many. UB then, because you used to do it on, on game night at UB. Right? Sometimes, yeah, I would go there. Does Origins count? You record a couple of episodes there at Origins. I yeah, mean, I mean, we. Well, I mean, we can trickle we, in the one-offs. But I'm travel. talking about like where we like. Yeah. So that's five for sure. That's yes. five for sure. Um, what other places have there been that we've recorded multiple episodes at? Oh, there is one more place I can think of. I think it's like you got to down be, off hurdle. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did a couple episodes. We did, but I I feel like it's five or more. I don't think there was oh, five okay. or more. Sure, down that's there. fine. That's fine. Yeah. They might be all the main studios. Those are the most, those are the places where the majority of the episodes have been recorded. Weirdest place we've ever recorded? A bed. Hotel bed. <laughs> hotel bed. A bed. Yep, hotel bed. We'll talk bed. about that in a bit. There's a picture. That's that, yeah. amusing as hell. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Ch- uh, Chang, who uh, was uh, on uh, Advantage to Insight on this network, mm-hmm. got us that that mm-hmm. that image. It was very nice of him from uh, Meg Dornbach. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Wonder, wonderful piece of art. I love it a lot. And there's a little bobblehead bo- bob bobblehead that looks bobblehead. very uh, uncomfortable. Yes, because I'm hiding under a blanket. It's really funny, actually. Yeah. Uh, how about how many cons have we recorded this show at? Me, uh, like all together. Like, <sighs> so let's do the easy ones: Gen Con, Origins. Uh, are we just talking about a number of times or just individual shows? Um, like not, not individual shows. I mean, uh, like different cons, just different cons, different cons, different cons. So Gen, Gen Con, Con Origins. Origins, Breakout, uh, QCC, QCC, uh, Kragnarok. Kragnarok. Yeah. I know, right? It's a little one. Uh, I I've recorded stuff at UBCon. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a con on the cob. I've recorded okay. stuff at there. Yep. Where else have I been? I did recordings at. Have, did you ever do Game Hole? Game Hole. Yeah, that was the one I was trying to think of. Okay. That's eight. Did you do a Catacon? I don't know that I recorded anything at a Catacon. No. Yes, yes. The, oh. oh, Pandas did, though. Yeah, Pandas, pandas did a panel. That counts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a Catacon. Mm-hmm. Did we do a Play Better Games Damn at a Catacon? I don't know that we did. Mm. I don't think so. No, uh, right, so what is that? What was that? Close. To That's 10? nine right close now. Nine? There's got to be ones that I'm just not thinking of. Sure, I've been to a lot of conventions. Did you do running gag? Yeah, running gag. I, running I'm gag. pretty sure I did a panel there. Mm-hmm. Another local con that I can't remember oh. the name of. Did did we? Did oh, we... I didn't record there though. I just was given did a panel there. A couple of you guys were at a panel at breakout. I kind of said breakout. Yeah, we did okay. breakout. Is there any more? I don't know that there's any more. I can't think of any more. Did, no, we, did, we, did we say QCC? Yeah, we did. I couldn't remember if we hit that. That's still ten. Yeah, that's. I mean. It's Most of those multiple, <clears throat> multiple times. Yeah, I mean, origins and things like that. Well, I used to be classic for walking around conventions with a, with a microphone getting interviews. Yeah, I remember That's those. what I used to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I remember those days. From game designers yeah. and, and game sellers and things like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. So, there you go. Does anybody else want to do anything in the temperature check? Like how they feel? I was going to say, we should do, pivot to another person and let Chris rest the voice for a <laughs> yeah. moment because he's just done a lot of talk. 
Yeah, it's fine. I'll be fine. This is way better than it was. Bob, tell me, tell me how you're feeling today. Uh, not too bad. I've been having a little problem with my neck the last couple of days. It's been a little cranky, so I, I've been, uh, you know, doing pain management, which is always fun. Besides that, uh, I was very excited to get in here and do this show tonight. So that kind of pushed everything into the background. So glad to be here. Glad to be hanging out with you guys for this and mm-hmm. uh, and really enjoying it. Jerry, I'm feeling better now. Uh, Friday night, I don't know what I did, but I also wrenched my shoulder and neck up, and I also ate something that did not agree with me. And so I got two hours sleep Sunday night and then bounced into work first thing Monday morning to get things done. So, but uh, a little bit of uh, a leave and some tender loving care and I was back up and now I'm feeling fine again. So it was just one day of just. I'll tell you what you did to yourself. What's that? You're fitty. You're 50. That's also true. (laughs) That's what happened. I don't know what I did, but I wrenched my shoulder. You moved. I've been doing that since I was like, that, that, that was me at like 20. So that's not surprising. I think you were also 50 back when you were 20. I think I may have also been 50. I, w- I was told at age 16 that I was going through my midlife crisis. So uh, oh, there oh, you geez, go. Yeah. Uh, Phil. Phil? I'm fine. I'm actually really good. Feels good. I'm, uh, good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling the 500 right now. Feeling the flow? Yeah. Circular. Oh. Circular. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do some announcements before we get into show proper, which is just you know, a celebration of misdirected mark. What happens next? What comes next? I don't know the reference. 501. Really? Hamilton? What's, where's that from in Hamilton? That's King George. Like after the, re- all right, fine. Never mind. I'm on my own here. You got to remember, I can't Chris play- has seen Hamilton like 700 times. I have. So. And listened to the soundtrack even more than that. I mean, I could play it, but we'll get, no, we'll I know get the cued. I know, I know we'll what you're talking about now because it's, it's after they see it and they have. Uh, yeah. The King George comes out. What comes next? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Never mind. I'm I'm on my own today with obscure references. You are. <laughs> Phil's you digging into the archives for the deep breath. Let, let, let I didn't think it. Hamilton was a dig. I didn't think Hamilton was a deep dive. But I've, I've seen Hamilton like six times. I don't re- even remember the reference. Though, oh, so. I guarantee you that if we were King, off mics and I queued up that music, two seconds you'd be like, oh yeah, of course I yeah. recognize the song. King George says it as part of it, one of his reprises after ah, after okay. uh, that song yeah, that he likes to sing. Yeah. Okay. I knew what you were talking about when you said it. I just didn't, I didn't yeah, hear the, so I didn't hear the melody when you sang it, so I can't place it. There's so just what three words. Come next? MM plays is what comes next. Hey, what's MM plays, everybody? Anybody want to tell them? You want me to tell them? I mean, so it's a little, it's, it's a little of a few things. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it's a basically two things. Yeah. So it is our uh, experimental play that we used to do, mm-hmm. except that we're going to do it in a longer format and we're going to focus on different games. Experimental play, wasn't it? Wasn't it? It wasn't experimental play. No, it was uh, exploratory. Exploratory play. play. I knew it was an yeah. E. Yeah, it was right. an E word. Is that what it the was. kids are calling it these days? Yeah. Definitely an E word. <laughs> Definitely an E word. So it's going to be that. So there's going to be an actual play component that is going to be uh, us actually playing a game. Mm-hmm. So here's the, here's the thing. I was telling I was talking to Sunday about this before the show. All of the shit that comes out of like that get, becomes a topic of the show becomes a gnome stew article. Becomes a pandas, but not the pandas thing because people send those in, but so much of that shit comes out of the games that we play. Yes. Like you just have never heard the games. You hear us reference them yeah. all the time, but you don't actually hear the game. You'll just hear us come to the table and be like, Oh topic because some shit happened in a game that we were playing and we thought yeah. it'd be fun to talk about it. Correct. So what we're going to do now is let you hear the game. Yep. And by doing that, we're going to let you learn a game and we're going to pick different games. We're going to do these like arcs. Yes. Mm-hmm. And each arc will be based on a game. And we're going to play them for as long as we're having fun and it seems relevant. And yep. keeps generating topics. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we'll play the game. You'll get to hear us play the game. And then we will build shows like we always do off of the things from the games that we ran, except that now 
you'll actually be able to hear both sides of it. Correct. Which is not mm-hmm. something that exists a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about like, oh, there was a challenge at the table, you can just go back to the episode and hear us struggling at the table. And then you can hear from the other side. Yeah. Or, this or, is like, this is the topic we pulled out of that. Or as an editor, if I feel like I can just go cut the part out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Like drop it in the middle. <clears throat> Let's yeah. go to the videotape. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think very important to note that this will be our exploratory play not what people traditionally consider an actual play. No, I mean... Because actual plays are a little bit different than what look, we're going to look, gussy it up look, a little I'm going to gussy it up. Like, yeah. I'm going to cut out the garbage. I'm going to make sure that, the, the, that what you're listening to is relevant to the game, not our bullshit. Yes. Correct. Unless it's funny. Yes. Yeah. Then I might leave I'll it I'll take in. it. But we're not going to gloss over mechanics. We're not no. going to... Nope. We're not going to, you know... Quite the opposite. Try to be voice actors. Nope. Like, if we I, do a voice, I might, we do a I voice. But I like doing but, that. Yes. But, yeah, that's okay. But it's not the goal. No, but we're going to roll dice. You're going to hear dice being rolled. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear us talk about rules. You will hear about how shitty my dice rolls are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so all of those things are going to happen. And our hope is that, one, you'll get to hear a game that you may or may not have played. Mm-hmm. And I will say this because I don't want to reveal the whole list of games. But I can assure you that there are newer games on that list. And there are some older games on that list we're because digging, there are just some that we decided mm-hmm. we felt like playing. And we think they'll just be interesting in the future. All of us are going to be getting different things out of doing this, the four of us. Like, we, we podcast because it's fun, not because we, you know, get any yeah. money, monetary gain out of this. Not really. Modest. It's, it's very, very modest, which we appreciate because that's all you yes. folks out no, there. we love you guys for that. Part of it for me is I like storytelling, so I want to play games that tell stories. Mm-hmm. And I want to share that with the audience in general. Phil likes game mastering advice. So, like, this will be a nice way for him to be like, hey, all like you just said, all that stuff that I talk about like you can hear the thing that i'm actually talking about uh, i don't know jerry bob what about you guys i'm gonna get to play cool games with you guys which is always fun which is always fun and i will help you discuss it for the people who are listening which i enjoy as well i'd like to see what we're going to do as far as taking the rule set i always find it interesting when we discuss what we've played and how things worked and down the line i know we're planning on doing a multi-game yeah, I'll just a, say it. It's very fine. Ambitious. So we, we'll, we'll just talk about it, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll just, we'll just yeah, transition right to that. The first game we're doing is Cortex. Yes. We're going to build Cortex a game. Prime. Cortex Prime. We're going to build a game from scratch using the Cortex Prime stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. All of our game materials and such will be found on our Patreon. Some of it will be free on our Patreon. Some of it will be behind our paywall. The, the $4 paywall. But you'll be able to hear us playing the game. I'm not sure that we're going to be exactly teaching the game, but you'll be able to hear all the mechanics being played. And we'll talk about mechanics as we're playing mm-hmm. the game that might may or may not be confusing. Sure. Mm-hmm. But the goal is not to teach the game. And, yeah. and for Cortex Prime, we literally don't know what we're playing yet. We're not, we're not using one of the yeah. pre-canned. We're going to roll it up like yep. we did with our Ox game. We're going to sit down and we're going to pick some stuff and we're going to generate this on the fly for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I will take those and edit them. I will leave a lot of that, that that gamey stuff in there so that people can hear the game being played. I will also, you know, put some sound effects and things on that like I did for the Streets of Avalon. If you haven't listened to that, except for Misdirected Mark, it's probably the thing that I'm most proud of that I've ever made. I, I will also say we are going to do our session zero on the mics. We are. You are yeah. going to, like, we talk about session zero all the mm-hmm. time. You are going to hear our session zero. We're Correct. putting our money where our mouth is. Yep. We're, we're, we're going to give you all of the stuff that we talk about. And then after that, after we've done this once now, and we play an arc of this, which could take a while, like mm-hmm. you know, six to six to ten months or something like that, <laughs> potentially. Be. We're going to do a three-game Marvel comic book story, and we're going to each game is going to be an arc in a larger story. Yep. And we're going to start with Face Rip. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're going to have a different game master for each one of these arcs. Yep. Then we're going to go to the saga saga system, mm-hmm. and then we're going to finish with the 
Marvel heroic role-playing game from the, the Cortex uh, Plus version. And we might change some things along the way. You'll hear us house ruling stuff all yeah. over the place yeah. too yeah. to make it work. It's an ambitious idea and we're all super, super excited yes. about it. <laughs> and I'm hoping to get some collaboration and, and guest stars and things like that from other shows and misdirect and mark and other podcasts. I sure, I sure know somebody who would love to come play some saga with us. Mm-hmm. Are, are you talking about Ange? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And she's just down the road. Yeah. Yep. And loves that system as much as I love that. And we may have to make some concessions to play on some Saturdays or Sundays or something. We'll figure it out. So that, that yeah. Ange can attend. Mm-hmm. But that's the plan. That's the plan yep. for the next basically year and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at we, least um, maybe longer. And also, we haven't done this before, so... Things will change. We're going to, you know, fix things as we go. We're going to figure out what's working, what's not working. The Cortex season is going to be a little bumpy because we've never done this format before. Now, we know how to record shit, Mm -hmm. and we know how to play games, but we're going to have to build a new format for how we do these and all of that stuff. Mostly built... We've built partially new formats. It's going to be... It's nice that we're not recording live anymore. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, it makes easier. it easier that I can just edit a lot of stuff, uh, edit around a lot of stuff. Yeah, because yeah, we can, and we can just say it in the middle of a session, like, oh, snip this out. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Or back up, let's do that again. Yeah. So that's coming. That's MM Plays. It'll just be here. So uh, I guess that's the other part. Don't panic. Don't change your feed or anything. Yeah. Right. It comes out on, it'll come out on this feed. It'll mm-hmm. just be called MM Plays. Yeah. Now, that is the main thrust of our content going forward. Mm-hmm. There'll be other things, too. Like, we'll still do some off-the-cuffs. Oh, yeah, we like mm-hmm. those. Yep. There'll be still be some kind of bonus contents and things like that yep. floating around out yeah, there. We'll, we'll do an occasional after-show kind of mm-hmm. thing where we talk mm-hmm. about, like, us and our lives yep. and stuff. Uh, and then Jerry's got a thing that he's heading up called Game Crush, which is where we talk about other role-playing games, like why people like them, like not when why we, we like them, why we like them, yep. what's cool about them, what you might enjoy about mm-hmm. them, and the reasons that you might want to pick them up and play them. Yeah. And for some of the other ones, we'll talk a little bit about the origins of how they influence games today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's something I think is very cool. Yep. I don't want to promise too much, but once we get up on our feet with MM plays for the section of cortex where I'm the GM, I'm hoping to do some uh, TikTok stuff uh, called behind the screen. Yes. And- where, where I'll talk a little bit about like what's going into the game that we're playing. And I may hold them in draft until we drop that episode. So mm-hmm. that we're trying really hard to actually play a game and not make this canned recorded content of a game. So I don't want to post those things until the game drops because I don't want you guys hearing what I was doing behind the screen until after we've done it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's the plan. That's the plan. Yep. Yeah. We just, we're all really excited about it. Yes. We're all super, super excited. Yeah. We love, I mean, look, we love jamming advice. We're not actually giving up on jamming advice. We're just going to do the other part, which is you're just going to get us, you're going to get to hear the source of where most of our jamming advice comes from, which is actually running game. That is the big announcement. Anybody else have anything? I don't think we got any other announcements. I think that's it. All right, let's break into uh, show proper. Show proper. So let's talk about some of our favorite moments. Sure. <laughs> I mean, Phil, if you want to start. Uh, yeah, there is an audio clip that we have held on to for many, many years. It was July of 2016, according to the Age of the File. We used to, before we would go live, we would do this pre-show where we were setting up and we were like chit-chatting on the mics and just, it was a way to level everything out, but also to let kind of people filter in for the live show and all of that and it's this piece called free spirit phil uh is just a clip of part of that warm-up bob do you have that clip i have that clip right here okay let's go to the tape let's go to the tape welcome to the misdirected mark podcast remedial edition remedial edition <laughs> i don't know how i feel about keeping my mouth on this microphone just put it up put it look where mine is like you don't have to be right on it but like you you, you start you start doing the kermit head <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm dizzy now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, way to go. 
Okay, man, you don't have to keep your mic mouth right on the microphone. Just be close, man. Uh, All right? Everybody like, bite the mic. I don't want to I, I, I want to limit you too much because I know you're a free spirit and you need yeah, to have- That's what I am. I'm a fucking free spirit. <laughs> don't hold me down, man. Don't fucking hold me down. That's like the whole definition of my life. Just fucking free floating through fucking life. Not a fucking plan or care in the world. That's me. Fucking free spirit Phil. All right. Glad we got that established. Oh, oh Jesus. No, oh, man. Oh. Look out, folks. Free Spirit <laughs> Phil is on the prowl. <laughs> Goodbye, this, show yeah. notes. We don't need those tonight. Free Spirit Phil is just going to wing the evening. Free Spirit don't need no show notes. I'm glad that you can see the irony in my statement. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm crying that? over here. You get nominated for one award and everything goes. The show hasn't even started yet. We're fine. We're just getting all the giggles out now. We're Sunday. I can't feel my legs, guys. I can't feel my legs. Kaiser. You guys see that movie? Is that from Usual Suspects? Oh, my God. The fact that you even use the phrase, is that from Usual Suspects? That is problematic, son. You may have to stay up tonight. I have shit blood tonight. <laughs> is that from the usual suspects yes, yes we gotta stop quoting the movie yes we do we gotta stop. it's I'm so just, quotable i'm just gonna keep saying that as we go on yeah, there like, you go. just anytime you don't understand something just ask all right there you go wow by the way we do off the cuff all the time now yeah by hey, the way we up? still fucking talk about mics and where to put your face yes like, we yep. still that do 100 percent mic technique is definitely a thing we have still. not gotten any better at that in six years <laughs> no, just, i have just worked around a it up a lot better i yeah. know i i'm Bob, actually given the, the Bob and jerry are very much better than they used to be phil i'm <laughs> i have the boom i have the hey, boom mic because i phil doesn't do the kermit head anymore. i'm the it, biggest problem it doesn't matter if he does the kermit head anymore hi it's me <laughs> I'm the problem. <laughs> just fix. I'll just work around the problem. It's that's, okay. That's what you give when you have Phil. a free spirit. That's what yeah. you do when you have a huge talent. Free spirit, Phil, man. <laughs> oh, man. So let's do another favorite moment. Uh, we probably don't have any more clips of things. Sadly, we don't. They're we, hard to find. We tried to find this clip, but yeah. the hardest part of this is none of us know the actual episode because I, can I set it up real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. This this occurred spontaneously. This was not a scripted moment. Mm-hmm. This next one occurred spontaneously at the end of an episode. So the problem is the episode isn't even about what this clip's about. It just happened at the end of an episode and it derailed the entire ending of the show. It did. And it was Broke hilarious. If, if any of our listeners actually know the number of this episode, we could go back and retrieve it, but we, we couldn't even narrow it down to a year. We tried no. so hard to search through some of the show notes I, and stuff to figure out. And it's not in and, any show notes. It's yeah. after 167 because that's when Bob joined Sure, the show. we were able to eliminate the first 167 <laughs> out of 500 episodes. And there's at least a dozen or more, probably 20 after that, because I didn't actually start like doing a lot of talking. I think it's about this. It's not the same. I think it's from about the same time, though, as Free Fritz. Because I think it was like, the, well, I'm sure it's in that the yeah. 20 the 2016 era. 2017 because that's when i started listening and i was listening to you guys when that occurred okay we've okay now so now in, so now, now intro now now better. intro what it is so we used to say our our uh, sibling podcasts you know listen to them you still hear us doing that and we said gaming and bs finally at that moment in time bob figured out what the bs stood for uh, which I, is the, technically a double entendre yeah yes. the entire time <clears throat> that i was involved and knew about gaming and bs it's brett and sean yes so it was gaming and brett and sean right and that was it. It's and then awesome. the one night somebody said the, the line gaming and BS and the light bulb went on <laughs> and I went, holy shit, I just figured out what the BS means. 
<laughs> and everybody died. Well, and Chris and I just thought Bob was fucking with us. Yes, and he wasn't. Right? We were like, we both stopped and we looked at you. Now, I remember it was in my basement, right? Uh-huh. It was in your basement. So I, I remember Chris and I looked at you and we were like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, we just thought you were fucking around. Uh-huh. No, I just... That's when we lost. Yeah, it. we lost it. I think we just started laughing. I'm like, "That's it. We're done. We're done." And then we, we just turned, ended the ended show. The show. Yeah. yeah, I love that moment though. It was hilarious. It was a glorious, oh, glorious moment. Another favorite moment, at least for me, was uh, we did a New Year's Eve episode, and we had a bunch of people like uh, Zoom in or Google yep. Meet in or whatever we used, and uh, I played some trumpet. And Senna was on harp, and it was just a really good time of just a bunch of people being around, just talking about games and yep. the year. And uh, that was over at at, at uh, the Mount Vernon location. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely wasn't Zoom because Zoom's a pandemic thing. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. definitely Google like yeah. hang hangouts or something. yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was probably hangouts. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's some pictures if you remember the Slack room. There's pictures in the Slack room of this because I I was there and took some pictures of it. Yep. Somewhere I've got video of you playing of you playing trumpet. I also I have a video of him playing the trumpet. I gotta find it. For those who don't know, I used to be a music major at in college, so I used to be a performance major for trumpet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I used to be able to play. I don't play anymore, so. He was good, though. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. I was better than 99% of the population in the world. <laughs> That's not saying much. That was that was during my first year as a as a occasional host of the show. Mm-hmm. And it was when I got a chance to sit and listen to, because Andy was also in the background with Senda. Mm-hmm. And we had friend of the show, Glenn, there. And it was definitely that 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 found family kind of thing because it was a yeah a, a, it was a celebration but it was very friendly and I guess I, I want to say it was an intimate get together it was and yeah. not 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 in the not in the way we often use intimate but seriously yeah. the, the real way just a lot of fun and it just it, it was touchy feely it was good touchy feely I like those touchy feely feelings yep Phil remember the day you realized that what the show was named after yeah I actually know which episode this is because this is the Bard episode yep when we mm-hmm. did the competition of the Bard it's a one fifty. Uh, maybe it's one of those it's, it's one it's, of those numbers yeah there was a there's yeah. a period where we were um we did the battle of the bards we did the battle of the bards of which i um i threw the rocker boy in as a member and that is also it's what won uh yeah it's also i believe what got us uh it started us on what eventually would be rocker, rocker boy. boys and vending machines exactly but did you listen to the clip do you have this clip? no i don't but i think i remember i actually I do have the clip it's in the archive but i think i remember we were talking and we were talking about like bard powers and things you like were, that. That's exactly and what I happened. said. Misdirected Mark is a great bard power. And you're like, wait a minute, is that what the show is named after? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like, we are named after a fourth edition bard power. I was like, I was a little incensed. <laughs> you were, it was I, really I don't funny. remember signing up for the show being told that it was named after a bard. Power. I don't tell anybody that. <laughs> yeah. That's because the misdirected Mark name is actually a double entendre for it was not, not, not sexually, obviously, but for um, the, the, the bard power and also Mark Napic, who was one yes. of the original hosts. The original host. Is, is there a? I, I'm not as familiar with fourth edition. Is there a fourth? Is there a fourth edition power called misdirected mark? Correct. You yeah. would you would cast it on somebody. You would do damage to them, and then you would mark them and say that it was the tank that marked them. That's why it was called misdirected mark. Got it. Okay. I yep. love the name because I love alliteration. Yep. And yes. that was 150. The battle. Yeah, totally it? Yeah. 150. That's cool. So that yeah, that was from 150. But I I remember just because I didn't I, I played a warlord in fourth edition mm-hmm. and and we only played one campaign of it, so I never played and we didn't have a bard in our campaign, so I had never heard. Uh, I never looked at the Bard powers, and I was like, "What?" It's one of the best renditions of the Bard ever. The fourth edition Bard. Fight me on it. It's no, fun. I think that's I, it's it's a cool Bard. That episode hashes out all those Bards. First edition. Um, we did everything. Yeah, the first edition was like the original Prestige class. It was. Oh, it was. That's the one where huh? you had to take now, levels in this, take levels in that. Now, did you do the? Did you ever? Did you guys cover the second first edition Bard? The one that was its own separate character class that they put in that was in Best of Dragon? No, we didn't bother. That no, was, we did the one right out of, we did the one out of the back of the uh, player's handbook. After that one came out, they did an, just like, 
They did an article in Dragon Magazine that you know, Jerry. Whenever you say real quick, it's never really quick. That's it. You I'm don't done. have. <laughs> That's all I said. It was a superior bard, and it was the, the precursor of what we see today. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Did that come out uh, before or after Dungeon World's bard? Was Dungeon World in, involved no. in that one? Oh, Dungeon World. Yeah, was Dungeon World. The Dungeon yeah. World bard was in there because yeah. and I think it was after your famous play of the Dungeon World bard at Gen Con. Oh man, <laughs> Stoner Bard, Stoner Bard. Yeah, that that was a fun. That was a fun. That session. was a fun night. Jerry, do you have any favorite moments you want to bring up before we go and talk about more of these? My, my big one was the the New Year's Eve episode. It was a good one. It was definitely a good one. I loved the fiction that existed in the show for the first like hundred and change episodes. We used to tell a story. Like there was a there was a moment where me and Mark got kidnapped by doppelganger versions of us. And the I show kept going. There was remember. a member. There was a master of dungeons who was behind it all. We had yep. to defeat him. We blew up house misdirected and rebuilt it because the house used to be like a fictional space. Now we don't do that anymore. So the, the gradual phase out was um, Mark left and Mark was a better uh, improviser of ridiculous story like that than Phil. Correct. <laughs> Correct. We kept the house for a long, long time. Yeah. We still make oblique references to the house. We do make oblique references. Yeah, that's where we get the garage. Uh, although and the salon and I would bet if we did it again now, that, that version of the show where there was like an ongoing like minor meta story in the background, Phil would be much better at it. Oh, I suspect I'm a lot more comfortable. I was coming in fresh. I was way more uptight. In those days, <laughs> we killed the fiction off in one episode. Just killed it dead. We killed it. Killed it. it was it was like unceremonious too. Yeah, just murdered it and moved on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the, I always liked the rooms in the house. Yeah, I always man, thought the that rooms was are great. Yeah. I always thought that was fun, and I always liked making rooms. And for a long time, we would do those openings where we'd like be in a room or screwing around or something. Yeah, and it was a great time. Yeah, we yeah. did those during the pandemic. Oh, we you guys did? Of, oh yeah, we kept doing. We oh, yeah, fun. yeah. There, there were often um, talked about uh, making donut runs for Phil so that while he was hiding and. <laughs> Setting up traps. And I think we spent most of the pandemic hiding in the salon, I think, is where we... That's fair. Like, yeah. I mean, we were kind of... We were pretty effed up during the pandemic, and so it wasn't like we were producing shows. We were just, like, in the salon, like, are we all alive? How are we all doing? Kind of... I'll name one that's years. a Jerry-specific one. Destructive Mark, the Dark Years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really liked um, Jerry's fictitious games that made up the opening. Like, there yeah. were, like, three or four <laughs> fictitious game are there seven fictitious games do you have a list of them i've actually there's actually a document in the folder i've been slowly going through trying to gather can you go go find that yeah we'll talk about it in a second once you find it let's do another one while we're we're doing sure do the next one the bed episode the bed episode yeah the bed episode i'm not going to go into the whole backstory of the bed episode there were some reasons we left for gen con early but the bed episode is that we were originally going to plan to leave for gen con on a wednesday yes you know, get into Gen Con. This is 2016. Get into Gen Con and then, you know, hit the hit, you know, hit the grounds on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get there on, on, Tuesday. on Tuesday. But Tuesday was recording night. And so Chris, and was, Chris like, was like, we're not fucking missing an episode because I hadn't missed an episode ever. Correct. And I was like, fine, let's not miss an episode. Let's just record it from the hotel room. Yeah. I was like, OK, let's yeah. go. So you were like, fuck it, let's do it. So when we got to the hotel room, like it's a hotel room. There's no desks or tables or anything. Nope. So we're like, where are we going to record this from? And we were, we were originally thinking about doing it like downstairs in the lobby. Correct, but it was like too there's loud. nowhere else to do it. Right. So we're like, well, looks like we're doing it in the hotel room. So we climbed into bed. And this is when we live streamed everything. Yes. For, for a backup. But we also had it. Keep going. We got under the covers, I uh-huh. think. Right. Yep. Climbed into bed with each other. He was very sexy. Yes. And uh, I think I was petting your hair. You were. Yep. The, yes, there were a few moments. Yeah. We did the whole episode. Bob's on the other bed watching. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brother um, Jim was there with us. Brother yeah, Jim yeah, because we had people with us. He was hilarious, really. It was, it was, it was fun, and it was 
And I mean, we were using shitty hotel Wi-Fi. We were streaming it uh-huh. like it was off of a laptop camera with a webcam. Oh, on it. it was so bad. Like well, it we was, were using our seat, the, the same camera that we'd always used. Yeah, no, we point. used a webcam, but like I mean, we were pushing it through a hotel Wi-Fi. It was rough, it was, but it was people rough. were there. There was a people in the, there in were, the room. Yeah. There were people who got a kick out of it. Like yeah. the the the, the um, logo dropped, and there's Chris and I sitting in bed with each other. People were talking. It was great. It was yep. funny. From the same year, 2016 two things there was the play better games damn it panel that we did that had like 70 people at it yes well we have to you have to mention the first you have to mention the one before it to understand the panel and then then there's the mic drop we stout which is the beer that got made that also had a naming contest by uh joe schwick papa schwick papa schwick i i don't remember Mm. how we convinced people to make beer for us we didn't they volunteered well people did right and then we were like we'll have a contest to name it yes and it, the the winner was mic drop we stout yep which i love right mm-hmm. and then so joe brought it to the play better games damn it panel and we were pretty high on our bullshit back then we were and so we cracked one open uh-huh and joe was like oh don't worry it's pretty low alcohol it was volume it was not it was like nine percent or ten percent alcohol content we got halfway through that panel because I, I think I, it was a 120 minute panel because and i i pulled out another bottle right you were drinking your own chris and phil was like nursing his uh-huh. trying and you filled finished yours and and phil was like you know eh, you know and you were like fine i'll do it and so you grabbed phil's and drank his uh-huh chris got a little rowdy in that, i was uh, very drunk chris was very it, it drunk. was a hell of a I, time i was a bit drunk in that um it was not good it, it was no good. no the beer was delicious the beer was delicious yeah, it was <laughs> potent we we pissed some people off that panel. Yeah, people that just was, got up and left because I was being pretty uh, pretty me. Yeah, from back it was. Then. It was. I mean, I think we enacted our no alcohol policy. Correct. <laughs> not that we should have been drinking at a panel anyway. No, like that, that was, was not. That was years ago. Like we would be very different about that. I stuff mean, now. T- to be fair, it was two things. To be fair, one, Joe had made this beer for us, uh-huh. and and we did want to try it while he was there. We didn't want to just take it and disappear. But two, and this is I don't know if you remember this, the room was hot as sin it was and so and it we was packed were, with like 70 people and so we were drinking for hydration should have been drinking water sure but yeah. like it got out of hand it is definitely mm. not professional i make no i make no uh excuses it's for still it funny as shit it was still pretty funny we gave a bunch of games away we did we like gave we games do. away there was that one person who drew that awesome dragon yep like just in like while we were all sitting there mm-hmm. she drew this dragon on, on a piece of paper and like we had a lot of fun we answered a lot of questions we did and overall it was a good panel yeah i just remember this one lady who got up and walked out disgusted with me because i was i was a lot absent about about uh traditional games at that point in time yeah 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 which is a problem like i shouldn't have been like that but it's fine hysterically that pendulum has swung all over the place it's like seven years later man no i know well six and a half years later yeah 2016 was like kind of a like it was a Really? Didn't we get nominated for an award? Yeah, we yeah, were. I mean, like, we were... Like, when I say Eddie. we were high on our bullshit back in those days, like, we I mean, were that's riding off the end what I said nom- during the, the free, free Spirit Phil clip. Yeah. So we get nominated for one award. We, and- we got nominated for... Well, that year we got nominated for that. We got nominated for a Golden Geek. Yep. We got nominated for a bunch of stuff. We did. I mean, we were having a killer season. We were, yeah. yeah. All um, right. Did you find those games? Jerry? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I found a bunch of them. The, the Horror Hunters can't thing with uh, Carlos and Ben, where Ben kept stopping... Common sense actions to go read a book, no matter I what was going do on. Not remember that. That one I hardly remember. That's pretty funny. Uh, that's one with. Uh, let's see. There, totally th- there was a mistress. We only did two episodes with that. Okay. You were Carlos. I was Ben. And the cult, le- the the female cult leader, had a thing for Carlos. Oh, that's right. Because you guys used two bits at the beginning of the show. Yep. The big one that you're thinking of is Stellar Heist, which was Parsonval yes. and Mactus, yeah. and that, that yes. one I've got a bunch of notes on where they were constantly going from 
one scheme to another, and their mm-hmm. their ex girlfriends were always involved in it, one way or the other. Parson Ball is still one of my favorite names of a character. I, yeah. I, I I wrote that down in in my name file for use <laughs> later down the road. There were one or two episodes about the food dungeon, and the biggest thing we remember that was at the food dungeon. the culinary sorceress was Barbara Ganoush. Okay, uh, it was that yep. kind of stuff. That's funny. Um, Pun damage. Yep. We had our cyberfunk, which was uh, Harn Tagano and Kiras Girno, who were the uh, archaeologist and soldier running around in like a cyberpunk universe we mentioned in passing the el nebuloso pirate campaign i don't know if we actually did anything it just got dropped into conversation don't remember that one. i don't think so you're, you're so there hilarious. was there was the, thir- the, the 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 super the super them which was uh ceviche and giggle stick oh god that got mentioned once or twice apocalords which was i think just i think we talked about it in one episode and they showed up in another one which I, was lord session and mr zero i think i'd play a session of apocalords i think uh, i'd play like a one shot of apocalords stellar heist was the one i was always yeah. excited about that's yeah, what we did the most one. of uh, we had we had just a generic fantasy that had Sir Percy and Mock Just Mock, uh, and just mock. and the five cursed idol, idol, idol the Squamous Lord, the haughty evil sorcerer named Venisissimo, because he always spoke with a lisp because he was a lizard, he was a serpent. There was Metal Fire, which was the um, it's gotta be the mech game. That was the mech game with, mm. with Annex and Slam Dance, and then we mentioned a couple times a game, a, a lost out of print game called, uh, for old D and D called Into Iron Mountain, which was well known because the rules for social encounters at the Grand Hobgoblin Soiree was such an important thing. Jesus. And we hadn't seen it at the time. That and something about romancing the Medusa. That's basically what we did. We have been getting all this information together. At some point, this will be available to the patrons, all the notes on these games. That's so. pretty funny. I like it. And now we're going to bring some people on to talk about their experience with Mr. Ector Mark over the years. And the first person is, I have to be really nice, when I get thrown in a stew pot, head gnome, Angela Murray, also one of the hosts of Thaco with Advantage, the, the newest podcast in Mr. Mark Productions. Ange, how's it going? Hey, folks. How you doing? We're, hey. we're good. Hey. We're just sitting, here. sitting around talking about Mr. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> really good to be here. So, Congratulations on hitting 500. Why, thank thank you. you so much. Uh, how's things with you? Things are going pretty good. Things are going pretty good. Uh, you were just at uh, running and playing games at BS or Con 2, right? Yes, I was. That was a ton of fun. A uh, great online convention. Yeah, I mean, we all do love Sean P. Kelly around in these parts. Yeah. On the surprise episode of uh, Gaming MBS that that recently recently dropped, he uh, he was like, yeah, the, the game that Chris is designing for Avalon, it's a PBTA game, right? And it's just, you know, <laughs> I'm like, no, Sean. I, when I had to go in the Discord and be like, no, no, it is not. Because <laughs> he likes to buy with Brett. Even- even Brett was like, no, Sean, it's not a PBTA game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. Of course, in a much deeper voice than what I can present yeah. to you. Yeah, with knives. With knives. <laughs> knives. And he a speak, beard. He a speaks really with, spectacular with, beard. Yes, yes. Yeah. He, he's going full Santa Claus, he said. He's got the, it's almost white now. <laughs> I mean, he's got the full mountain man, like, action going. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, Ange. Thank you for coming once again. What are some of your fondest memories of your experience with the Misdirected Mark podcast? So can I tell you about my very first experience with the Misdirected Mark podcast? Sure, absolutely. Many years ago at the convention hell UBCon, uh, I was attending and I'm wandering around and I was signed up for one of Tim Hannon's games. And I was early, but I didn't have anywhere to be. And I see Tim sitting in the room. There's some other guy there. Um, but I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go plop down, sit down and these two guys, this guy and Tim are having a conversation and I'm listening. And then all of a sudden I realized there's a microphone on the table. And I realized that this person who turned out to be Chris Sneezak, is interviewing Tim Hannon for the Misdirected Mark podcast. 
coming away with this with a business card that I still have somewhere. <laughs> and I believe this was when it was still Chris and Mark before Phil had joined. Mm-hmm. That's probably accurate. Yeah, that's probably true if it was UBCon. I mean, that's that's, yeah. that's like eight, eight or nine years ago. <laughs> oh, longer than that. That was probably 2010, maybe 2011. It really? Because I don't think the podcast is that old. 2010 is when I first started working at Buff State. Yeah. And I met you shortly after I first wow. started working at so Buff State. So the podcast is 12 years old. I, keep, I always thought it was 20, uh, 2012 that the first episode dropped. Maybe it was 2010 in March. Man, I'm old. <laughs> Why have I been doing this for so long, Ange? <laughs> well, and part of the problem, too, is that, like, the older you get, the longer things, the longer back things still seem new. I guess you know, that makes like, sense. I listen to a song and I'm like, oh, that's a great new song. And people are like, they've got, they've, they've put out three other albums since then, Ange. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's, fair. that's about right. Yeah. Well, so that's the first time we ever, was that the first time we met? I believe so. I believe that is the first time you and I met. Wow. No, oh, it's been a, it's, it's been a wonderful, uh, a wonderful friendship this entire time. <laughs> I got to know Phil and Bob because I uh, was invited to join the Gnome Stew and got to know them better through that. And then started actually listening to Misdirected Mark uh, not too long after that and getting to know all of you quite a bit better. In the future. I don't know that you heard uh, us talking about this yet, maybe in passing. We're doing this thing called Misdirected Mark Plays. And we, we keep mentioning your name because one of the things we're doing at Misdirected Mark Plays after our first Cortex game that we play through is a, is a series of Marvel games. And one of the games that we're playing is Saga. Ooh. <laughs> I, know your, I know your love for Saga. We're... We're actually going to play um, all th- we're going to play three of the Marvel games. Uh, it's going to be different GMs, but in kind of one meta campaign. So we're going to do Face Rip, Saga and Heroic. So we mentioned you because, you know, I know how much you love Saga. You know, I do love Saga. I'm honestly not sure how closely my Saga aligns with rules as written. Eh. Uh, but it, happens. it is. Did you use the cards? Game I love. Yeah, you use the cards. Yeah, that's fine. Then you did. I think you sagged enough. If you use the cards, you, you sagged <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah. I've I've played your game, and it's it's close enough to Saga that it's recognizable. Um, you just got yeah. a couple of house rules in it, which we all did with those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, well, the the point being is that hopefully we'll be able to schedule some things and have you come and guest uh, guest star and play some characters, or maybe we can you know get you and Jared and some other people to like play some side games inside of that uh that that oh, campaign that would be absolutely fun and i can tell you that anything involving comic books will have jared there in a heart oh yep. I'm, I'm, I'm aware this is mm-hmm. i am plotting in the back of my head for some of this stuff <laughs> i mean chris can probably attest to this since he edits Thacko with advantage but it's hard for jared and i not to go off on comic book tangents it's true while we're yeah. supposed to be talking about D D. so mm-hmm. i always leave them in because they're interesting yeah that's awesome <laughs> Uh, is there anything else that you would like to bring up concerning the Misdirected Mark podcast or Misdirected Mark Productions? You know, honestly, I'm, I think you guys are a really good example for how to do longevity in a podcast. You are faithful to your formula insofar as that it is still serving the show. And you're never afraid to change up the formula to keep things interesting for yourself. Because I think that's what happens to a lot of shows that end up pod fading or, you know, deciding to end it is like, they're too beholden to the formula that they've established and it starts becoming stale. And I think you guys have done a fantastic job of continually adapting your show to be something new, to keep you all interested and excited in doing it. If I can tell you that behind the scenes, there were some, (laughs) there have been some very dramatic moments that while we make that look very smooth on the surface, (laughs) 
There were some very heated moments years ago about when uh, formats would start changing. I I remember the day we decided not to edit the show anymore. Chris was like at his wits end because it was like it was so much work to edit it. And I was like, don't. And he just looks at me like, what? I'm like, stop editing it. Like, just let it go out raw. Yeah, just let's do it. It was that wasn't better for us. What's that? That wasn't better for us. I mean, it wasn't better sound quality. It was better. We would not have gotten mental health. We would not have gotten to 500. That's true. That is true. Did you want 200 like perfect sounding episodes or did you want 500 episodes? That's a that's a hard question. (laughs) I even remember. I even remember the fiction. Yeah. 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 We were talking about that a few minutes ago. I love when people remember the fiction. You're you're one of those people that remember that Mark was a host. Do you have any? Uh, I'll be honest. I don't think I ever listened while Mark was a host. I don't think I listened until it was you and Phil. I was there for the introduction of Bob, though, because you guys started recording live and you couldn't keep up with the chat. Nope. That Correct. was uh, that was one sixty seven. One sixty seven, baby. I, I don't know if everybody who currently listens knows why there's a live show. The reason there's a live show is because one night Chris and I recorded a show uh-huh. and the recorder failed. Yes. And we lost the entire show. Yes. All the spontaneity, everything else. We oh. were like, we lost the entire show. And I think it was late and we were, we couldn't even redo the show. We like had to skip a week or something. No, we didn't skip. I went and did it myself. I did something. Right. You did something, but it was like, but we lost like the whole show. And we were like, oh, we need a backup. And Chris is like, well, we could record it live to YouTube. We could record it out somewhere streaming. Yeah. And I can pull the audio from it, which I'm pretty sure it was YouTube back it in those days. It might have been. I can't it was. remember. Yeah. Okay. And so I was like, okay. So we just tweeted out we were like oh um we're recording the show like there's a that's the reason why it's like tuesdays at eight o'clock mm-hmm. is because that's when we used to record the non-live show and then we just turned on the live thing as a backup audio source and then people showed up mm-hmm. for it and we were like oh yeah so here's a here's a funny story about that at first i was trying to use we were using google hangouts to um to record to stream like live mm-hmm. to youtube and I put the original thing on the website and I crashed the website because it was too much data going into the website back in those days. <laughs> and um, host gear like shut down my account for like a week. They're like, you got to stop this. I'm like, oh, darn it. I have to figure out something else. And do you have any other questions for us? What's in the future for you guys? Obviously, Misdirected Mark plays. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that going to be in addition to the regular talk show part portion of things? Or uh, is that going to be alternating place up? The, the way that we're recording it is that one week we will record the, the game and then the next week we'll re- the next time we record will be we're recording topics about the game that we just played. So it'll be both at the same time, essentially. We wanted to put our money where our mouth was. We keep talking about these games that we play, but nobody ever gets to hear them. So it'll be a back and forth like that. On top of that, we will also have off the cuffs interspersed in there and uh, a new thing that we're doing called Game Crush, where Jerry will be taking the lead on that and it'll be about games that people love coming on and talking about games that people love and why they love them and the cool things about them and my people might want to pick them up and play them. So those are the those are the main thrusts of our content going forward. That's awesome. If there's something I know the folks here and the extended community can talk about, it's why we love games. It's true. Uh do you have anything else for us? No, I just again want to say congratulations. Uh making it to five hundred episodes is a pretty uh herculean feat and uh the, the kudos are well deserved for you guys well thank you so thank much you, Andy, for you. taking some time and, and for, for for those really kind words we appreciate it yeah absolutely you're not going to throw me in the stew pot are you i mean the only one i can't technically throw in the stew pot is jerry yeah 
So, I mean, I can't throw you all in the stew pot. I guess you're safe. Yes. Yay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You're default. 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 (laughs) Default. You were a benevolent, a benevolent leader. Thank you so much. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Ange. Thanks, Ange. Bye. Bye. JT Evans is in the waiting room. All right. We can get JT. Author and game designer JT Evans. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the show, JT. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, no problem. My question first question to you is, is what is uh what is your most prominent or fondest memory of misdirected mark over the years it's actually a fairly recent episode only like three or four back um you guys were talking about uh metacurrency in game and jerry voiced the opinion and all of you agreed with him uh that using the level up points as your metagame currency like that conflict that that false tension you know you you, you folks had expressed that you know through the the slack room for life and the rpg talk channel that was a bad idea but you really didn't in the slack channel through the text portion didn't really delve into why too deeply just that it was a bad idea which put ideas in my brain for why i should rethink a, a mechanic in my own system but on the episode you did a pretty deep dive into why you know, your level up currency and your metagame in-game currency should not be the same. They should be separate. And that was eye-opening for me. So I went into my game mechanics and changed things. Oh, cool. very nice. Yeah, that um, that was our currency episode. I think it was a Redux currency episode, too, because I think we've yeah. done that one yeah. before. Yeah. And, and in reference to things like the experience point mechanic in Cypher. Yes. Which I hate. In fact, actually, I house ruled it out the last time I ran yeah. Cypher. Just house ruled it out and was like, experience <laughs> points are experience points. Cypher points are cypher points. Two shall never meet. Yes. Because it's a terrible mechanic. Well, because I won't spend it. As soon as I get four of them, I won't spend any points until the end of the game because I want to level up. That's why it's a terrible mechanic. Sure. Psychologically, people That's don't totally fair. It. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to create a hard choice, but it doesn't. I mean, it does, but not right. for the fiction. No, because I'll just take the fail. Like, I'll as long as I don't think I'm going to die, it's like, no, I'll just fail. Like, yeah. I, I still want to level up at the end of the... I want my cool yeah. power. <laughs> Yes, I think that's what we said. Is that what we said, JT? I'm pretty sure that's what we said when we were talking about it. That before. is very close to what you said, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, that one comes from actually playing. Like, I, I love I love Cypher, but it is my one, it is the one house rule I will enact in Cypher. I just don't like that mixed currency. So so we introduced you as, as author, JT Evans, which you are an author, but you're also one of the gnomes, and gnomes too, writing for that blog post, which is also, yep. you know, writer, author. Prolific Prolific gnome. gnome. Been a, <laughs> I try to be. Bit. JT is closing in on my 10 year article Ooh. number. I think either pretty quick. I, I don't know if you've passed me yet. I'm over 250. I don't know. I know I've, I've clocked a quarter million words plus. I know I've done that. Yeah, he's he's I mean, yes. JT and I are like in neck of words. And, that's a lot of words. Lots and, of words. Yes. And I had a huge head start. JT's. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm now like I'm now like the turtle man. I'm just putting like one article out a month. <laughs> JT's filling like the rest of the like the calendar. <laughs> JT's up. doing work. Mm hmm. Okay, I just pulled up my Scrivener doc that has all my Gnome Stew articles in it. Uh, it's handy-dandy word count. I way overestimated. I, I'm at, I'm going to round up a little bit, 93,000 words. So essentially a full novel worth of Game Master advice. That is a, that is a yeah, full nice. modern novel worth of Game Master advice. Okay. That's not a Brandon Sanderson novel worth of Game Master advice. <laughs> no, it is not a Brandon Sanderson <laughs> I think Sanderson I'm closing in on the Brandon Sanderson worth of <laughs> Game Mastering advice. Yeah, he cuts more words out of his novels than I put into my novels. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, Lop off a few novels. JT, do you have any questions for us? Anything burning? Yeah, actually, I brought two, just in case one had already been asked earlier in the episode. When I get together with my game group on Saturdays, we start about 2 p.m. and we end 
eh, between 9.30 and 10 p.m. So a good long session. Nice. You know, we're, we're, we're clocking in seven to eight hours every <sighs> Saturday. It is, I'm going to use the word impossible to stay focused for seven or eight hours, right? It, it just ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So aim itself kind of breaks down, oh, roughly the three and a half to four hour mark. And we, we just start, you know, convention about work or technology. We're all technology people except for one guy at the table. And so we'll we'll have the bitch session about work or technology or something stupid that happened in our life. And that, that'll ramble on for about 20 minutes. And then we'll naturally re-engage with the game. So my question for you guys is how can we shorten that 20 minutes down to like maybe say 10? Because it's it's unavoidable. It's gonna happen. Sure. But I'd like to keep it as brief as possible without being the guy that just slams my hand down on the table and says, okay, enough, back to rolling dice. I mean, the big die is my, <laughs> yeah. uh, the big die is one of my favorite tools for this, right? Yep. Like you, you have an indicator that is like, hey, when the die is on the table, we don't talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. When we take the die off the table, we talk about stuff. I know Chris doesn't like it because Chris is Chris goes for He-Man sessions of like no breaks, but scheduled breaks and simply say like, hey, in an eight hour session of gaming, we take, you know, we'll take a break at this time, this time and this time. My sessions never last eight hours, though. No, no, I know. Mine are like three and a half to four. But I said the reason I say like a the reason I say a scheduled break is because people will chatter spontaneously if they don't think there's a place to put it or they'll think that they're going to like they're going to forget it, which is why we also have the index card where we ask people like. Hey, if you have something you want to say, like during a break, like write it on the index card. Yeah. I'm so you mean, don't forget. I'm actually with Phil on this one. If you have a, a seven and a half, eight hour session, just aim for the three hour mark and then take your like social break for like, tw- like 10, 15 minutes and mm-hmm. then go back to gaming. That would be what I would do. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm impressed that for the length of your session, that that's all you're losing. You should see our <laughs> two and a half, three hour. Yeah. Game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of this, this is our one game night a week. And barring weather, family plans, whatever, we get together pretty much every week. You yeah. played seven um, hours, and a it's week. like the one thing we all look forward to. Hanging out with too. friends, yeah. rolling some dice, and sure, Jerry, I stay did. fairly focused. But there's some times, you know, sometimes, especially in the industry that you guys are in, if you're, if, if a lot of you are in tech, you're going to have that stuff that's chewing at the back of your brain, like you're like ah, uh, that you're frustrated about something, or whatever, and sometimes it's going to spill out. But I think sure. what what Phil said it, with that long of a session, schedule one or two breaks during the course of that, Definitely. and have people write down if there's something that they think of that like, oh, I wanted to bring this up. Just write it down to bring up at the break. I like that idea. I'll bring it up with my group do, and see if we can uh, run with it. Do you guys yeah. eat, do you guys eat dinner while you're playing? No, we don't. No, we we all pre food. I like I eat lunch on my way to the the, the host house typically. No dinner, no, 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 no food break. People will bring snacks and things to eat, you know, so that there's munchies and crunchies and things like that going on, but there's no dedicated meal. So you guys just play for seven hours without eating, like aside from snacks. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. That I am. <laughs> Savor that. Look, I'm, Savor like, that. I'm a little beside myself. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure. I, I don't know if I, I, I'm certainly jealous you're playing more hours in a yeah. session than I am, but I don't know if seven is the number of hours I want to play. In a I, session. I still, I still long for the heady days when we used to do a solid four. We haven't <laughs> seen that in like 10 years. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I mean like being, even when I was younger, we didn't play that long. Like it was always like three and a half, four hours. So I'm like, I'm like, so I into that, that mode in my youth when I was in high school, oh, yeah. we used to like, we used to get out of school just before two, we would hit the grocery store stock up on like frozen pizzas, chips and stuff. And we would be at somebody's house like by three. Mm-hmm. And we typically gamed until like we would, everybody would leave that house after midnight. Yeah. Like yeah. we, we oh, yeah. would play like 
seven hours with a dinner break in the middle where we'd either, you know, make frozen pizzas or order a pizza or something like, like I have played those. I don't know at my current age. I, I actually, I don't know two things. I don't know at my current age, if I could go seven hours in a straight game. And the I other can. one is, I think I might be able to prep enough with how much time I have in a week to put material together. I think I could prep a seven hour session in two weeks. I don't know if I could prep a seven hour session in one week. JT, do you guys rotate? Oh, we do. Yeah, yeah. Do you, um, do you rotate weekly? Are, like, is there alternating weeks? Uh, no, no. It's it's one so one game at a time. That's what I'm talking about, months. man. Yeah. Uh -huh. Wow. Uh, now, we do rotate GMs between campaigns, but if, like, Bill is running his game, it's Bill's game until, you know, the, the campaign concludes or ends, which those are obviously yeah. two different things. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's remarkable for, for being adults in, in yeah. professionals and having work lives and, and personal lives and everything that you guys can pull that off every Saturday. Kudos, man. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I would have to give some <laughs> shit up. Let me, yeah. So let me yeah. ask the rest of the world that's out there right now that might be listening to this. Yeah. Does anybody else play like that anymore? Um, I want to know if you do. Yeah. I just, just want to know if there's like one other group Hats out off, there. Hats off, man. Hats off to you. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what's the other question? Oh, the other question. Yeah. So this is more for like one shots. I'm specifically thinking con, you know, games at a con. If a character dies, how do you handle that? Because obviously the player has paid to play, right? They, they paid to get in the door. They might have even bought a, an extra ticket to use to be at the table. So there's a double whammy there. Mm -hmm. If their character dies through just like a series of unfortunate events or, you know, uh, extreme stupidity, because that, that happens too. Sure. How, how do you handle that? You, you know, if you're two hours into a four hour session and a character has died, obviously the player most likely won't want to leave at, you know, the halfway mark. They're only going to continue to play with you guys you know, barring some personality thing to cause the, the character death or whatever. But assuming the player wants to stay at the table and continue playing, how do you handle that? Do you have backup characters? Make, rolling one up on the fly is going to be super difficult. Expound upon that. How, how do you handle that? Here, character death partway through a con game. Here's my, uh, I have to ask a question. As Sean P. Kelly would say, it depends. Is sure. dying a feature of the game? Like, are we playing like BX and like, you stated clearly that they could die at any point in time and then they'll have to leave the table if they die. Cause if that's the case, then they signed up for that. If that is not the case, then having backup characters around having NPCs that you can slot in is a good mm -hmm. way to future proof that there is, yeah. um, there is the, uh, the Deus Ex Machina where like we can have a moment where, where they have to deal with the situation where everybody can give up something to, to them once again, bring that character back to life, but that's really yeah. on the rest of the group to do so. And, you know, you can also play around with that by saying, if y'all do this, here's like a benefit for everybody else. Yeah. I mean, dead player doesn't get benefit benefit. The dead player gets is their or dead character gets as their character gets to come back to life. There's a, there's like a, a bunch of like, not good storytelling things that you can do to fix that. I, I, will, I say that because it's JT and yeah, JT will understand what I'm saying. I, I think the only time that I've ever seen characters die at a con game was in like a Call of Cthulhu kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, then you're signing up for that sort yeah, of. Yeah. That's, but, I think, a different feel. But, yeah. But yeah. The, yeah. That's almost expected. Yeah. Really. The question is, is like, what yeah. do you do if it wasn't expected? So, so the thing that I typically will try to do if I'm nervous about characters kicking off in the game, I will plan to put a uh in the story like i will put a like i will put prisoners somewhere yeah, in the you thing. know what i mean like i will put right. i will put like some like if you are deep in a dungeon and somebody could die and there's no reasonable way like somebody from the outside could get like down there i will put some human human i will put some good guy prisoners 
in a box down there so that like you free them. And if nobody and if everybody's alive, like, oh, you free them there, you know, you give them a couple of rusty swords, they make their way to the surface. You know, congrats. You did a good thing. But if there's missing characters, then Mm -hmm. then one of those is like, you know, the NPC. And you're like, here, take the equipment off the dead guy. Here's fighter who got waylaid and imprisoned. Pick him up and, you know, start playing. Yeah, If you're nervous about that, the, the, the base concept is that you you death proof your game by putting NPCs in the game that players can pick up and play. Yeah. You just have to pick the spot where in the story, it makes the most sense to have these. Usually you introduce one or two early that can, you know, be a part of the party or are like assisting the party in some way, the group in some way, or you have them like Phil said somewhere inside of the scenario, the situation that they can be then picked up and played. That is the base way to do that. That is like the best, most easiest way to, to accomplish that. Now that'll all change how you implement that based on uh, setting situation, theme, genre all that stuff because there are some genre tropes that look easy to do it right and then there are ones that are harder that, that would be my suggestion for that I, I will also say if your game is like pbta i just won't kill you yeah there's that too. i'll do some other terrible stuff i just i just will not <laughs> like unless there is no way out like narratively like if, if i can find another way drop you in a hole separate you down a corridor like i'll do something before i assign the last damage to you yeah, you know, just yeah. To, just to keep it going. Yeah. But if you're playing a game with like attrition, you know, hit points or something, then, yeah, have two things. Right. Mechanically have backup characters mm-hmm. narratively have a place where it makes sense to find somebody. I got a question for you, JT. OK, go for it. So, you know, uh, you're a writer. I am. I am. A, I am. A, I am a writer by by schooling and you know, have done a bunch of writing. Where do you find the biggest differences to be between the tabletop gaming experience and the sit down and write a story experience? Wow. Okay. Difference between tabletop gaming skills and just solo writing. Um, it's going to be collaboration. You know, everything at the table is storytelling to some extent. Maybe not everything, but you know, that's the the, the thing you're trying to accomplish is a group collaborative storytelling effort. So there's spotlight sharing and buddying up with people, and and you know, just uh, uh, sharing the narrative and, and and getting people to engage and all that. For novel writing, it is kind of like that, but it's all in my head. I, mm-hmm. I am the master and commander most of the time over what my characters are going to do, the, the things they're going to encounter, the pain they're going to feel. I'm in control over their life and death. With one exception, I have killed a character in a book and then flipped the page on my outline to the next page, and he was a key character in the next chapter. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap, I screwed that up. <laughs> um, but his death was so good. I rewrote my outline. So his next chapter, the next chapter of the book was his funeral scene, which just was a gut punch um, for, for my beta readers. So it, I mean, it all worked out. But yeah, there, there, sometimes I've had characters die on me and I didn't intend for them to die on me. Uh, that, that's really the key difference is, uh, you know, uh, playing nice with others <laughs> at, at the table, whereas hopefully my characters play nice with me and do what I tell them in my in my novels. <laughs> Thank you for that answer. I appreciate it. That is all the time that we unfortunately have. Thank you so much, JT, for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks Congrats for coming. Congrats on 500. Thank you, JT. Thank you so thanks, much. Thanks, JT. Huge accomplishment, guys. Thanks. Uh, very well done. Talk to you soon, man. See ya. See ya, JT. See ya, JT. See ya. And coming in hot is Jim Lake's games. <laughs> Jim. I about hot. Coming in old. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a theme on this show, right? That's, that's very much a theme Coming in show. creaky. A little, yeah. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Well, no, I to coming in checking off a bucket list item. I get to be on on Mr. Mark, so so that's pretty cool. No, cool. awesome. Well, thank well, you very for excited us, about Jim. that. Yeah. 
Welcome. Well, I have to ask you the question thank that I've been asking yeah. everybody. Yeah, thank you so much. Jim likes games. You should go buy games from Jim likes games. Everybody, just go. Well, uh, not anymore. No, no. I, I mean, no. I don't. I don't do that anymore. Oh, like the pandemic. I do work occasionally with IPR. Like I'll go to shows and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. this year we've got some stuff on the calendar. Like it's my wife Shannon's fiftieth birthday, and we're going to go to London for that. And that oh. happens over the time of Origin, so I won't be at Origin. So it coincided with like her birthday's in May. And in June, they announced that they're doing like a limited six run, like six week run of the Groundhog Day musical, which is like her absolute favorite musical. I love it, too. I don't love it the way she loves it. No one loves anything the way she loves that musical. (laughs) But uh, but we're going to go over there. Uh, She's going to watch it half a dozen times. One of her friends from the States is going to fly over to see it, too, because she's a super fan as well. We're going to visit some of our. Uh, we've got some longtime friends there that we're going to visit with, and hopefully, I will get to see some of my uh, oh, some of my uh, my UK uh, gauntlet, the gauntleteers. Gauntlet yeah. So yes, yeah, I uh, that, that I that I play with during the I play with them during the afternoon because it's their evening. So yeah. yeah, I believe I follow your wife on on uh, on Twitter. So yes, like all all of the theater, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all of the theater. She is a like like a Broadway fan the way that we are gamers. Yeah. That yeah. is pretty much yeah, that's it kind of occupies like a Pokemon space in her like, life. Gotta so, collect yes. them all. Like, <laughs> that's cool. I only, yeah, it's, it's I cool. only dabble in the theater. I like oh, me some I, theater, but and I only like dabble. there is mm-hmm. no one better at getting tickets just to kind of kind of like to anything. Because she is a My Chemical Romance fan from back in the day oh, as well. And there was a whole, you know, waiting in line for 20 hours and all that kind of stuff. So, really? <laughs> you know, so yeah, she's she's a, a, a ticket Viking nice. uh, as far as that kind of thing goes. So. I just now picture but your I, wife in line like with like axes, like cleaving her way through people. Give me those tickets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, you guys are, uh, well, you guys, well, you brought up the fact that I've been a retailer of games for many years. And the big, beautiful circle of life that is embodied in my selling your games to pay you money that you then give back to me <laughs> to buy other people's yep. games. Yep. <laughs> like we, that's well established. That we legitimately that happened as, many we times. We can take that as red. Yes. Yeah. Yep. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that, that's our relationship yes. uh, in a lot of ways. But uh, so, but what you may not know is that years ago we went on one date, a disastrous first date and broke up. But the good news is that that was me and not you, not you guys. <laughs> so so if you would allow me to elaborate, yes, I, I yes, please, please. This, is, this is my story. I, I have my misdirected Mark story that I wanted to, to bring to this. So when I owned two comic book stores, comic and game stores in New York and Massachusetts, I made regular three hour drives back and forth between them. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes a couple of times a week. So like my life was basically nothing but work for several years, kind of when we were trying to get that New York store off the ground, kind of at the very early beginning of that. So I burned through a lot of podcasts, as you might imagine, driving back and forth. Oh, yeah. So in my search for gamer-related stuff, I came across Misdirected Mark. And at that time, I didn't know any of you in person. So this would have been like seven, eight years ago, something like that. Like So, so you know, fairly early days of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like I maybe had met Jerry once or twice, like at one of the Vermont cons or something like that, and feel like I kind of knew of you, maybe saw you at, you know, like, like selling... Uh, selling your books at Gen Con or something like mm-hmm. that, but I didn't know you guys. Like I wasn't on any kind of first name basis or anything with you at that point. It was pre- this was before Metatopia got started, before I ever went to Queen City, before I carried encoded design stuff in my store and things like that. So this was kind of kind of kind of pre knowing any of you. So I queued up and I start listening, and it turned out that the episode that I picked was just after one of those mid aughts Star Wars films had come out. Okay. Um, I forget yeah. which one it was. It might have been Rogue One. It might have might have even been. 
uh, the first of the, you know, of the, the, the last trilogy there. But it was it was one of those. And it was like just after that had dropped. So I forget what the topic was, but it was a topic that I was interested in, which is why I picked that episode. I went, oh, they're talking about this thing this week. And I should I should tune in and see if this show is any good and if I'm going to enjoy it. And you started with the temperature check, but then the temperature check digressed into this extended discussion slash argument slash appreciation of this Star Wars movie that you guys could all see. Yeah, this definitely sounds like, like us. Yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that what I'm saying here is, is uh, it sounds like it's made up, but I hadn't seen it yet oh. because my entire life at that time consisted of driving between the stores, right? Yep, yep. And I'm like, oh, someday I'll get this. But, uh, and you were kind of going on at such length that it didn't seem like you were going to get to the actual gaming topic. At one point, I was in my car alone driving... Phil, you, you're from Connecticut, so like the area around Waterbury that sure. is always a traffic jam in both directions, I'm like already like like this, pulling out of it, going south, and like they're like still talking about Star Wars, and I yelled at my car radio, start talking about games, damn it, talk about games, and I shut it off. And I relegated it to the, these guys just want to yak with each other and not talk about gaming bin. Oh, boy. Uh, that's which true. is, and I am here to say publicly to you that that ranks among one of the worst decisions I made at that point Aww, in my life. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Because if I kind of, if I'd stuck around and got a feel for what was going on and the whole point of it, I think I would have understood what was going on. Luckily, I can report that a couple of years later, after actually meeting you guys and getting to know you and uh, uh, at some of the shows and online and stuff like that, that I gave pandas a shot. Cause that sounded like something that's like, Oh, okay. It's only whatever. It's only half an hour. It's two people 15 like, being very chill talking about games and stuff like that. And this sounds like the kind of thing that I might enjoy. And I loved it. It was delightful. And so I listened to that for a while and then, and, and Phil, you kept talking about, Oh, misdirector Mark, we're talking about this this week. We're going go into a lot more detail than we are here on pandas you know, or whatever, you know, 40 sure. episodes ago, we talked about that. So that led me back to Misdirected Mark. And I have been a devoted listener ever since. Mm. Uh, and I have very much come to appreciate the idea that your episodes work like a gaming session does. Yes. That the whole point is like at the beginning, it's kind of like you know, a little shaggy, <laughs> maybe a little bit of bullshit to each other, just kind of getting into it. And then it's like, okay, time for a definition. And then like the game starts, right? And, and I've really come to very much appreciate it. So well, thank, um, I do, we appreciate I do, that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I do admit that I still very occasionally yell, talk about games. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. You guys. That's yep. fair. That's fair. But it's not because I'm mad. It's because I love hearing you talk about games. I, um, I try so hard to keep it down to less than five minutes before so, talking about I mean, games. After yes. 500 episodes, mm -hmm. the influences that you guys wear so proudly on your sleeves are myriad, but I'm just really happy and proud that at least one or two of them came across my tables that I handed, you know, here and oh. there, maybe some of those things. Oh, definitely. Oh, 100%. I, I had a hand in, so. 100%. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Thank you. please keep ignoring me when I yell at the radio. <laughs> we'll, we'll do our best. I, I will say that a, a fellow gauntleteer was the one who kind of keyed me into it. And then I, I know I remember talking to Bob and Chris about it, but it was, um, it was Rich. Rich told me one day, he's like, I don't listen to any of the... Uh, like any of the personal stuff and you have too much personal stuff at the front of the episode. And I think that's how we got to one thing. We were mm -hmm. like, we need to like take a, or yeah. we need to take a bunch of the stuff 
and put it after the main segment so people could just stop listening. We don't even do it at the beginning of the show right, anymore. Exactly. Like we went through an evolution where originally like just, I mean, what drove you nuts, like all that crap was like stuffed at the front of the show. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. we would get to the main topic and then we like pulled most of it back and left a little up front. And then I think by pandemic, we just blew that away and just. You must be much happier with the show these days, Jim. Three minutes and we're usually talking about games yep. these days. We try. Yep. Unless one of us loses it. Yeah, unless one of us loses it. <laughs> but, uh, you guys are pretty good at keeping each other honest, though, for the most part, though. So. We try. We, we made, I think mid-pandemic, we also made some big changes to that because we realized we were getting too wrapped up in a few things and decided to That's, cut down to one to make it easier. It is legitimate criticism. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always kind yes. of a problem we've yep. been working on. Uh, do you have any other questions for us, Jim? Here's my question. <laughs> um, uh, I would like each of you to make a pledge what you're going to do if you get to episode 1000. Like, what will you do on the on the one thousand show the if one. you make it to that? And 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 like somebody somebody out there should be writing this down so that we can pull you to it. Can I go first? I, yeah, yeah, can please. I I get, yeah, please. Think of Look, something. if I get to one thousand, that means we've been doing this for another, like ten to twelve yeah. years. So uh, I don't know if I've talked about this a lot on the show. Maybe I have him once or twice. But like, my dad died when he was forty eight. I'm forty two. One of the goals of my life is to outlive my father. Mm-hmm. So like, if I can get there, then that will be the thing. Like, I did that and i created this <laughs> stuff that will exist probably in perpetuity for 20 years i've been doing this and that's pretty cool like the thing that i will do then is stop <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes do something else okay. <laughs> all right and a thousand were done <laughs> there's a hard cutoff we're tired i will do something else a, a bold pronouncement <laughs> bold pronouncement fantastic yeah. how about you bob you know if we make it to a thousand I think it's going to all depend on whether or not these guys have access to the computer that I've been downloaded into. Uh, we'll have a chat. We'll have a chat GPT version of Bob. That's not. That's not real though. Just jack it into your. Just jack it into your skull. Yeah. It's MMP one thousand. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's uh, that's a long way off. Yeah. <laughs> I will run D and D. <laughs> there you go that's great okay that there might get go. me to keep but, playing yeah I'll, I'll be part of the i'll be part of the show if you run it live no that can't be I, but, i'm, I'm but, sure in the next 20 years i'll run D again there's a likelihood of that but by, by, by episode 1000 we'll be in the third edition of chris's game <laughs> maybe like that's 10 years from now they try to come up with a new edition every 10 years so what about you jerry i would i'll still be doing this i'll be coming up with 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 dumb shtick and uh <laughs> creating unusual characters and uh singing bad songs and just having a good time I'm shutting it down at 1000 we're done <laughs> done hard cut off hard cut off and pack the whole thing up why well, what do you, what do you I, there's four digits no i'm fine i'm I with you 1000 1000 seems like a lot of episodes it does how about you phil what will i do different i mean i'm with chris we should retire we should retire <laughs> and get off the air at that point I will be so old that I'm only a cautionary tale to younger gamers, right? Like there's no advice I can provide. I'm just like a, don't do this. Like you'll wind up like me. Honestly, like we would just, I, at a thousand, we just, we got to make room for somebody else. I think we hand the show off to people much younger than us. Yeah. Like we just, Oh, that's get, neat. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's cool. There you go. Like yeah, somebody love, way like more that. relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe my nephews will be old enough to do this. Right. Then. I just go. give them all my gear. Yeah. Like, like send us kiddo. Like, yeah. you know, it's like somebody, like somebody young and relevant could, could then be the hosts of that show. Yeah. That, there you go. There you go. There's the answer. I think that's fantastic. That, that's a great aspiration to have. There you go. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jim, Very for cool. joining us. Thanks, Jim. For the story. That's a really great story. Yeah. Con- congratulations, you guys. I couldn't be happier for you. I'm, and I'm, I'm really thrilled that you invited me to be a part of it. So thank you so Thanks. much. Thanks, Thanks for being here. Thanks for coming All right. on. Cool. Uh, okay. Here's to 500 more. Yes. yes. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Coming up next, game designer, graphic designer extraordinaire, and Chris's favorite name, 
in Canada, Todd Crapper. <laughs> Todd, you with us? You can unmute. I believe I've been unmuted. Don't mind you me. Are, All the you are now. Is so amazingly new. Oh, there we go. All right, cool. <laughs> hey, Todd. Excellent. Excellent. Good, good, good. I mean, I'm drinking the drink of your people. A Tim Hortons coffee. I have a Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> I don't know. Todd, do they have Tim Hortons where you're at? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, they sure. do. Oh, yeah. I had some earlier today. Oh, there oh yeah. You go. No, it's uh, it, it's kind of a passport requirement. Like, in order for me to leave the country, <laughs> I have to prove that I've actually been a part of the country where I'm from. So that I know what I'm fleeing from. That's, you know, it all comes down to that. <laughs> that I mean, I believe, right. I believe in any kind of, if you are in any kind of danger, as long as you return to a Tim Hortons in the U.S., it's like being in the Canadian embassy. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Well, also, too, in the event of government persecution, you could actually go to a Timmy's. Yes. And just lock yourself in the fridge. Declare sanctuary. They can't get you. Yeah. That's just a well-known fact. <laughs> wow. That's uh, okay, then. It's good to know. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> So, Todd, it's great to have you back on the show. It's not the first time you've been here. No, it's not. And that's why when I saw the opportunity to be able to pop on for a bit, I wanted to pop on because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like a junkie that has not been able to get his fix. <laughs> I want to promote my Kickstarter, damn it. I, I mean, feel free. I'm trying to raise money online. Hello? Are, are you? What, what, what Kickstarter is going on right now? I'm curious. Oh, no. God, no. It's uh, No, there's absolutely nothing going oh, on. Okay. I, I'm doing what's known as a forced sabbatical because the last one blew up in my face and now I need time to grieve. That's fair. I understand that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a, I have a question for you that I've been asking everybody. What is uh what is your, your most memorable or favorite or the uh, story that you want to talk about concerning misdirected Mark after 500 episodes? The one for me was when you guys ran high plane samurai as your first actual play. I can't remember what the term that you exploratory had play. It was almost like, there we go. It was yep. like AP was taken by Disney, so you found a way around. <laughs> well, we 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 didn't but want it I to remember, be confused yeah. for entertainment. That was our concern. Like we were afraid we wouldn't be entertaining enough, so we didn't want to call it actual play. Uh, I've seen the videos my son watches on YouTube. Anything can be entertaining. <laughs> look at me. I'm opening a box. Cut to next week, and I'll look at the toy. You know, it's true. That's yeah, wild. I know. So the, you had nothing to worry about there. But I remember when, uh, and it was at breakout, and we were all there together. And it was Chris, I believe you were the one who specifically mentioned to me that your plan for the first one was to be High Plane Samurai. Because the game's cool. Um, and that, yeah, well, it was it was really awesome because it was going to be the first time, A, that I was going to actually hear someone else playing one of my games without my direct involvement and in a public platform, you know, and it was just the fact that, you know, I don't know, it was just something that really resonated. It, for me, as a indie publisher, game designer, it was my first sense of legitimacy to the sense of just like, I've breached the Buffalo area. I've done it. <laughs> You've I made it in the States. Outside of Southern Ontario. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. For me, Buffalo it counts. was officially hitting the international market. Yeah, but yeah. that was just something that was really cool. And to be able to, to watch it all play out. And especially too, because like that game in particular, I felt... I felt that it was something that if there was anyone that was going to get it, it was going to be the three of you. And if Jerry had been there at the time, I'm sure Jerry would have got it too. Oh yeah. But it was one of those things where it just, it just very much felt like, okay, you guys were kind of some of the target audience that I had in mind, not intentionally, but like indirectly, I realized and to see it work and click and resonate, it was really a big thing for myself personally. But it was also your show was the first one where I actually felt like I was part of its community. 
And that was also something that was really cool. That sense of just like, oh man, these aren't just like algorithms that have like really good speech modulators. (laughs) These are like people. (laughs) And they, and they recognize that I am also people and they want to interact with me, you know? And so, yeah, it was, uh, for me, your show was really the first time that I really began to really appreciate podcasting and the greater level of intimacy. It was like the radio, except you know, you didn't have Orson Welles coming along and fucking things up and scaring the shit out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good quality War of the Worlds reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's nice. Solid. We don't Solid. get a lot of those on the show. Well, we're, we're definitely glad that we connected with you uh, as our audience, um, because that's one of the things that we that we, you know, were shooting for. We wanted we wanted to be there for the people that were listening, you know. I I also loved playing that game. Yeah, I did. I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun. That was a that was a fun scenario. That was like yeah. made, me, made me forget about Far West. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> I get that a lot, actually. That's a game I haven't heard in a long autograph. time. I think it's supposed to be out next week. Oh. <laughs> so you know, there's a thing. Uh, the OGL, the OGL is completely screwed it up. I hear it was 95 percent done. And then the OGL fiasco came along, and that was it. And <laughs> he's gone back to square one. <laughs> There's a thing about um, about Mr. Ectomar from from back in the day and and moving forward for a long time was that I always used to say that these these people are not our fans and our listeners are our friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Google Plus community used to be really all about that. Our Slack room is really all about that. Like yeah. we, we just talk to people. I miss Google Plus. Yeah, I yeah. miss Google Plus too. But I mean, the Slack room is a, is a pretty good next step for that for what we have like we just we just chat with people it's really fun mm-hmm. i like seeing this the threads go in the rpg chat room and the slack room for life is always fun people asking how everybody's days are like it's not a lot of people there's like 70 or 80 or 90 of us but it's always it's it's nice i think that's plenty of people i mean there yeah. could be more don't get me wrong I, i'd be happy about it but i know everybody like that's yeah. probably the difference it's, it's tough because there's a level of like i like that but i wish i wish but i like had... we, but wish we had more patrons well no I sure, don't, me it's too. not even patrons like no, i I'm i don't kidding. <laughs> not kidding. well i don't make the show just for me i make it for people right so mm-hmm. i want people to listen to it sure yeah. so i mean uh, uh, that is uh downloads and listeners are a, a form of validation as far as like cool people are getting the message that we're sending out yeah. there but it's always i always really love the part where i could sit around and talk to the people that are listening to us talk here. So it's not just that, that exceptional parasocial relationship where they don't, we don't know them and they know us. Right. Todd is one of those people that made that different. Like there was a lot of interviews that I did that made some of those things different yeah. and, and fans that I would fans, I say, but listeners that I would talk to that, that made a lot of that difference. So thank you, Todd, for, for uh, one, making a cool ass game and two, being willing to talk to us about it and, yeah. and sticking around afterwards. I was, hey, no problem. My pleasure. My pleasure. For me, it's also too like one of the things that I enjoy about your show is that you guys aren't afraid to actually talk about mechanics because it does seem to be kind of like this. I, I've I have my own podcast nowadays. Oh no, he's doing a plug. Do it. Plug and... it. Plug it. Plug it. Yeah, by all means. <laughs> we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But one of the things that, and the couple of people that I've interviewed, anytime they'd start talking about the mechanics, they almost felt as if like, oh, I'm so sorry, I have to bore everybody with this talk about mechanics, and it's like. No, this is apparently the thing that we're all completely hooked on. That's like saying to the junkie, oh, I'm sorry, all I have is this bag of empty needles. Oh, I don't know what to do. And, mm-hmm. and the Mr. Demark podcast, like, like have... a bag of empty needles. 
New tagline going forward. This is not the new tagline. You have your people call my people. We'll make it. The, uh, we'll get that happen. The views of Todd Crapper, best name in yeah. gaming, do not review the uh, do not reflect the views of Misdirected Mark Productions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I have to say this as a disclaimer. I thought that was funny as shit, though. That was also a pun. But yes. I like. Yes. Yeah, I, I like how you guys will make a point of specifically spending an entire episode talking about mechanics. I mean, not from a game design standpoint necessarily, but from a more generalized, you know, approach to the table kind of thing. I think it's one of those things where um, it's something I greatly appreciate. It's the kind of stuff that I really latch on to. And then sometimes, like even to the the one you guys just did a couple of weeks ago about clocks kind of got me thinking. It's just like, yeah, I think I'd be more inclined to use it. But what if there was a way for the player to negotiate making the clock bigger at the expense of things getting even more fucked up Ooh, if the clock yeah. fails? No, that's a good idea. And, yeah, I like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, four thousand eight hundred words later, I'm still working on figuring that out. But it's <laughs> yeah, stuff like good. that. No, I like it's that. stuff like that where yeah. you hear an in-depth conversation on something that you take for granted, and then all of a sudden something clicks. Like that's one of the big things I like for me that I really appreciate about the show. So thank oh. you very much for. Well, I can only thank you for the I think two hundred and forty-two episodes. I think I've listened to. We'll take it. Yeah, uh, it might be more. That's a lot. Of the, the early, <laughs> as we've all realized, the pre-Bob stuff. I can't testify to that. Obviously, it's I mean, legit. Yeah, it, it is what it is. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay till we got Bob. But it's like, just there, you know. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I appreciate all that. Those conversations, like. I mean, they get polished up. They got polished up for the show, but that's the stuff like that. When Chris and I first met, that's the stuff he and I would sit and talk about was like all this nerdy, like what's the game doing? What is this mechanic kind of thing? And that's how the garage segment got born where mm-hmm. we would just sit and nerd out on a mechanic for a whole episode mm-hmm. because we were, we were doing that. We were just doing it off mics and it was like, we should just do this. Yeah. Like click a mic on, like we should do this on the mics. Isn't Todd's voice like on the show, like more than, Almost anybody because mm-hmm. definition panda. Oh yeah, Todd. Yeah, Todd's, Todd's voice gets played like weekly. Yeah. Yep. So so Todd, uh, thank you for one being like a, a on the show consistently. The only person the only person that probably gets more play that isn't actually on the show is Mike Willard because I see his name every episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The definition panda. Yeah. Definition panda. Best bumper ever. No Pl- problem. Uh, the original intention for that one was to be a lot goofier, and <laughs> I accidentally added more bass than treble, and suddenly it was like, "Ooh, let's go demonic." You should play yeah. it right now. Which play is it. something seems to happen. It seems to happen quite a bit, actually. All right, here we're gonna play. Just, it just because Todd's here, we're gonna play the bumper. Behold, you are in the presence of Definition Panda. There we go. Throw up the horns. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) You know, well, my pleasure. That's that's my gift to you for the yeah the hundreds and hundreds of hours of entertainment that you've given me. Thank you. And I'm sure everyone else listening has uh, equal feelings as well. But I don't care. I'm just here to be me. (laughs) Just you know, let the four of you know you know like how much the show has meant to me over the years and. I know it's been tricky to do, especially the last couple of years with everything. But, you know, you've all powered through heads down and everything like that. And uh, I really, you know, appreciate everything. So and having started working on a podcast myself, it's like, poop me. I've still got 484 episodes to go to catch up to these guys. Oh, shit. I mean, if you just triple release every week for a while. Yeah, that's all, that's all you got to do. Just put three out a week. It's fine. That's right. By the way, plug that podcast, yeah, man. Tell plug us about it right it. now. Tell yeah, us about go it. for it. 
Okay, so it's called uh, the Covenstead Podcast, uh, and it's a podcast about gaming and magic. Um, my co-host, uh, Danny Delisle, um, in addition to being actually a, a writer for some tabletop RPGs um, and actress and many other things, she's also uh, a tabletop gamer, she's also a Wiccan, and she's also a witch. And it's we've been working on a project together for a few years and it's really interesting. We decided to start recording our conversations that we were having about how modern day witchcraft, magic, and paganism and stuff like that actually intersects with the tabletop gaming community, the industry, just the, everything in general. And it's those intersections that we talk about. Sometimes we have a purely gaming related episode. Sometimes we have a purely uh, magic based episode. But then we always try and find a way that they actually intersect. Um, and what it is that our communities actually have in common, so aside from being outcasts in society. On your show, have you ever looked at the um, Eden Studios role-playing game Witchcraft from the 90s? We are currently taking a look at it. And in fact, one of our backers, I believe, used to work at Eden Studios oh, okay. back in the day. Um, so yes, it is definitely one of those things that we are looking at. We did an episode where we were trying to recall games that we feel actually have what we would call an accurate representation of Wicca uh, and everything like that in the game. We had a hard time coming up with something. Sure. And then right after we finished recording, it was like, that's right, there's one called Witchcraft. So we've got it on our list of ones that we, we're going through and we'd love to get a guest on and everything like that. But yes, that is something that I, we have. That's a I game that we started game. taking a look at. Bob and I played that game in the 90s and have some very fond memories of, uh, of it. I don't know how true... It is to, you know, to actual Wicca, but it does have witches as part of the game and it does have some rules about how they can use their witchcraft and things like that. But I, overall, I just actually really like that game. It's a 90s. Yeah. It, it's one of the 90s urban fantasy games that I, I really kind of grooved on. Todd, thank you so much for being a part of the show. We greatly appreciate it and all the contributions you've given to us over the years. I mean, you've helped us, helped us make a bunch of content. So thank you very, very much. Yes, thanks. No problem. My pleasure. And congratulations once again on the 500. And I'm like, I heard what Jim was saying when I first came on. I'm not going to say here's to another 500 more because, I mean, sooner or later, you guys need to have like your Tuesday nights, you know, like to just like hang out and, you know, be off the mic. So here's to another 217 more. And then we'll take it from there. <laughs> All right. There, yeah. we there we go. There we go. All right. Thanks a lot, Todd. Easy. Thanks, Todd. Cool. All right. All right. Have a good one. Bye. 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 I think the 217 was in metric. I, think that's <laughs> I mean, I think you're just adding the ones you'd listen to to get the 500. So you'd double and add 30, right? Yeah, yeah. and then just then <laughs> terrible. Our, uh, our next guest needs little to no introduction. But uh, first, let me fix my hair before she gets here. Can't she see you? Want a breath mint? She can... It's okay. I can already see you. <laughs> you can already see me. Yeah, okay. you've, you've already lost. Just, just, I, I just want to look pretty before, before she arrives. Um, obviously oh, no. game designer, podcaster, industry avant-garde in the area of actual play. Really? Come on. Sure. Who yes. was doing, who okay. was doing what you were doing back right. when no, you were doing it? Not really anybody, um, but now people are. Now, I, well, that's how you get to be avant-garde. You were like, you were like there in you the go. front. You were the anyway, the trail, trail. our trailblazer. Yeah. It's Senda. <laughs> you forgot queen. Queen. Co-host. My co-host. Co-host and queen of Mr. Mm -hmm. Actor Productions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. welcome to the party hi Hello. how's it going hi did you ever actually say my name 
I, I, I think just... I think somebody said Sunda. I think we all know it's you. Like, okay, I, well, I mean, it's me. I'm Sunda. It's me. We just, we just call you Queenie around here. Or at least I do. It is Queen Sunda. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's me. I don't know that anyway, I've ever would have said that about you ever. <laughs> the problem? Oh, well, maybe you just haven't had the opportunity yet. No, it's probably true. <laughs> no, it's not. It's never a problem. <laughs> I mean, I assume everybody's a problem at some point. What's up? How's it going? It's pretty good. Um, it's only seven here. So I just finished kind of frantically making dinner happen in my household to make sure that I could sit down. But like, it's worth it because also 500. It is a 500 lot is a very large number. It is a big number. Phil and, Phil and I recently, as in like the week before you will hear this podcast, achieved 300. And that felt very big to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, By the way, congratulations. On yes. 300. Congratulations on 300. Thank you. Ooh, Congrats. did you see how I squeaked that in there so that you had to congratulate me in. too in the I, middle yeah. of congratulating I, I, you? I, I did already call it out earlier in that, this episode. That episode oh, really? is called. I missed it. That episode's called. Well, I mean, this I'll, I'll is hear it later. Pandas. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did Senda kick somebody into a well after that? No, but I, I did that. I did that voice, so it's in the episode. I asked. I asked if Senda did it because if you did it, you probably threw your hip. Yeah, no, I would. I would definitely hurt myself. I'd have to warm up, like a few warm up kicks. Like, hang on, hang on. <laughs> but yes, that's our three hundredth. Since since city's theme is old. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Senda, yep. I have to ask, um, over the course of 500 episodes of Misdirected Mark, if there was one moment that you'd like to point out as being good or bad or hilarious don't, or don't, whatever. Don't point out any bad ones. Do you have any good ones? No, no, no. Like, Tell us good things. We're not going to do, we're not going to do, you know, critiques for 500. No, we're just doing celebrations sure, here. Sure, sure. Man, it. what are you doing? Boy, there's several. Do you know that I started listening to your show because I met Phil and then he kept talking about me on your show? He was like, I talked about you on my podcast and I was like, oh, cool. You should come on my podcast, right? Because we we're doing the podcaster thing. But then it was like, well, now I have to listen to it because he talked about me on it. Mm-hmm. And then he kept doing it. And so I'd be like, well, now I have to listen to the next episode because he might talk <laughs> about me again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you have to listen to podcasts when people talk about you. That's Is that a rule? the rule. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think so. I thought you were really cool. I met you at this time. You <laughs> seemed know, really you, cool. You just kept saying that on your show. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm just going to keep listening well, to the show where this guy keeps saying that I'm really I cool. Mean, <laughs> I mean, look, that con that con would have been drastically different if I had not run into you. And we were like the only two indie gamers at the Savage Worlds con. Like, you say that, though. But the first game we actually ended up playing together was Ninja Panda Taco. And neither of us were running that. Correct. So. But we found like the one other person who didn't. Yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> like the anyway. one other person who had an indie game on them. And then it was just us. Here's the thing. The converse of that was I don't listen to APs. Right. But right. I listen to your yeah. show. Like that I was know. the. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, he might have tried. He, I, I thought he was overselling your, your awesomeness. And then I, I came at you and I was like, oh, no, no, that's, that's an accurate description yep, of awesomeness. Right. <laughs> so, you know, well, uh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad I lived up to the hype. That was like but, super perky, Senda. Like, I mean, not that you aren't perky now, but like I can oh. remember back like that was hyper perky. That was um, super extra hyper Senda yeah. who was only living her best life at conventions and doing game stuff because the rest of my life was a spicy disaster. Um, <laughs> so that, that was a theme for those years. Uh, those, spicy those, disasters yeah. sound like a one shot. Those years, those years for spicy many of us were a spicy disaster. What was that one, Bob? Spicy disaster was my nickname back in college. Man. I thought that was a special. See, at we're not taco. saying ho- I'm not. A, it wasn't a hot mess anymore. It was a spicy disaster, right? Yeah, there you it go. Sounds better. There you go. So there's that. But I think my other favorite story, and I was trying to remember which 
exact episode it was, and I'm not sure that I remember, but I think it was Arc of the Misdirected, the original Arc of the Misdirected. It's a great episode. Um, I was listening to it driving home from the airport. So I don't think that I listened to it. I mean, certainly I wasn't listening to it live. And I don't know like what my timing was because I don't remember if we'd been at a convention or if it was a work thing. Like I have no idea what I was coming back from. But I remember that I was driving home in the car listening to that episode, which is about an hour drive for me. And I was dying because the content was super good, but all Phil kept doing was making sexual innuendos about climaxes. It's true. Um, (laughs) What? What? Phil would never do that. Doesn't sound sound like me. And it was, I was like, what is happening? And then I started encouraging Mm -hmm. him. It was a problem. Yeah. Then you started encouraging him. And, And then, and then, you know, but at that point I'd also been recording pandas with him for like a while, but not like a ton of time. And then, you know, climaxes ended up coming to pandas too. So, you know, <laughs> look at that face. It's a good look thing at the is, face of innocence. It's a good thing this is radio, right? Yeah. Good, thing, good thing this can be edited. <laughs> oh, you climax think no. every, I edit this one. Yeah. Climax is everywhere. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that I will say is, yes, it's radio, but I feel like it is unfair to not describe for the audience the visuals that we are having because... Mm-hmm. Then they're left out. Well, Phil's yeah. eyes got really wide and he had this like look on his face. He was like, that's not me, except in the way that you do that when you're like, that's totally that's me. That's totally yeah. me. Yeah, that it was, was totally him. But he did the he did the Phil innocent face. He did the me. Which means what? he's just guilty. Yeah, just, so guilty. It means I'm guilty. As, yeah. Even his forehead's <laughs> turning a little bit red. Yeah, I, mean, I, the, I am innocent of I, all but malice. I mean, look, I'd like to say that I have, you know, I'd like to say I have a sophisticated sense of humor or whatever, but also. Like, Since when? No, I, I'm saying I would like to be able oh, okay. to say, like I have a sophisticated <laughs> but I can't. humor, but I, I can't. And yes, like things like, you know, when talking about climaxes, like I still giggle a little and that's not very mature. I but mean, all, we're all 12 at some point. But also climaxes are cool. So I like them. Climaxes of all kinds are fun. I and agree. I'm sorry that I dragged the show there, but that was nah. just my misdirected Mark moment. That's and fair. And I literally think of it to this day. There's a specific corner that I, that I, you know, do coming back from the airport when I come back from the airport which I was doing last Friday. And even last Friday, as I drove down that road, I was like, man, I remember that time that I was driving back, listening to the arc of misdirected. (laughs) That was a funny show. Like it's now, it's now ingrained in that particular part of that particular drive. (laughs) That is like the key core memory that always comes up for me is like, Oh yeah, that was funny. So that's my, that's my like misdirected show moment. I, um, besides the one that is like really, you know, me focused of like, well, you keep talking about this. <laughs> I mean, you I do also talk about good things too. I, I remember, like, I mean, other, things. other sender related ones was the, uh, Ingress incident. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel bad about that. Cause that, that wasn't you. That was Chris. That was, yeah, I know, but it didn't go. Very it did, well. didn't work the way we Are we arguing about Ingress. <laughs> no, send and I were playing Ingress. Uh-huh. And then you were like, you announced on the show, you're like, I'm playing Ingress too for the other side. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you were so mad. I was not happy. You were such a brat. I, <laughs> like, I was then. Yes. There was, there was the, Ingress, the Ingress incident. That was before I knew that betrayal was a problem. Yes, a huge trigger point for Phil. Before Phil really that. expressed yeah. that it was a huge yeah. trigger yeah. point. I thought it was funny. No, it was, I understood the intent, but man, mm. did it not go off like it that. It was funny. It just wasn't funny to Phil. It wasn't funny, haha. It was funny, uh-oh. <laughs> but other ones what do I remember. I, I see. Here's the funny thing. I remember really, really, really early on, I was on your show, but mm. I, I was literally 
sitting in this exact chair today, Not that wondering one. off that. and on throughout the day, trying to remember what the topic even was. Because sure. I have no idea. It was probably one shots or it was like we low talk- prep games. We were talking or- about low prep games or one shots or uh, or improv play. I don't I would- think it was improv yet. Probably not. I, w- I would fair to say that was like 20, that was fall of 2015 because Senda and I met each other September of 2015. And much like we had done with Gaming and BS, where we had hyped to them really hard on the show and like helped drive some listeners to them. Yeah. Like we took the same approach with Saskik. Not that Saskik yes. didn't have listeners, but we were like, our listeners should also listen to the show. Saskik was really good. Yeah. 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 And so we, we, I remember we, we hyped you guys really hard on the show. Like we talked about episodes that you guys did and then we had, we had you on and then we were on your show. I mean, like yes, that all that, that I mean, all happened that like that was the fall that was of very of 2015. Quickly, yes. Yeah. I mean, Saskik was, was before, the place to go to when I was when you had indie games that I wanted. If you played them and I wanted to run them, I would listen to the game again. So I had some idea what we were doing. We started. Well, playing that was not probably the best idea. <laughs> There's some sampling <laughs> error in there. That's how, that's how that, that's how we ran them. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Sorry, Sunday. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to like put you on the spot uh, there or anything. No, oh, I can uh, I can remember driving to work in 2015, listening to Soth. Listening to the Soth episode. Soth is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think we I, we got the rules close, at least on that. I mean, we always did our best, but mm-hmm. man, that was a fun game to play. Mm-hmm. It was fun to listen you to. Did, you did get the rules pretty close to right on Soth. Yeah. I remember because I went and read them. <laughs> Soth was a lot of fun. Soth was very eye-opening. Um, one Last Job was really good. One Last Job was pretty epic. That's, um, yeah. I still think about that one sometimes. We were talking. But about, this isn't. This is not about my show. No, no, this is about <laughs> your show. <laughs> I, I, talking about favorite misdirected mark moments earlier before you were on. So that before we had anyone on, we were talking about the uh, play better games. Damn it, panel at Gen Con 2016. And sure. there is a picture. I think I have it in my photo. I don't know who else has it, but there is a picture of Senda, Chris, myself, and a few others. I, I, I'll go find the picture of us in the lobby. After that talk, mm-hmm. sitting, sitting around a it table. It wasn't the lobby, was it? It wasn't at the restaurant. No, I thought, the it was the bar or something. It was like the bar, yeah. In the we train, were about in the train meat, hotel. Meatballs. Yeah, and we oh, were man. all we were all sitting around laughing after that panel. Like it's a great picture, and it's like I, I can't remember who else is in it. I'm gonna go look while you guys hang out for a second. There's a picture that I I always love having from Origins, where it's you, me, and Phil. Uh, I took a selfie of the three of us by uh, the outside the food. The food court, the food place that was across from the convention mm-hmm. center. We're sitting on the sitting on the the, the stoop out by the bars. Which I don't think I have that picture. Will you send it to me? I will. I will. Uh, when I when I get a chance, I'll that would be cool. That. I know the one that Phil is talking about. I have that one. There's a series of two. Someone took them, and I'm pretty sure it's just you and me and Phil sitting on the couch. And one of them is me, like having just taken a bite of something, and then somebody <laughs> said something really funny, and I'm like. Trying doubled to over. Spit it out. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Hair was much shorter. I was wearing a red corduroy skirt. I don't know why I remember this particular picture so much, but I do. That was um the yeah, other, Gen Con 2016. Since you're here, I have I have a thing that I would like to say. So yes. misdirected mark, was, the podcast was the first thing that ever existed for misdirected mark productions. And at some point I got totally burnt out because I overextended misdirected mark productions. I just lost the joy for doing a lot of the stuff that I was doing. And Senda was kind enough to one step into the leadership role of Mr. Act and Mark productions along with me. And then when I stepped down, took it over and kept it going for, for years at this point. So thank you so much for taking the thing that I, uh, that I created 
and keeping it going for as long as it has. I appreciate that. I mean, this is probably the greatest artistic output of creativity that I've ever put together in my life. And I've done a lot of stuff like playing music and, and recording. I even like I've recorded an album, like it's terrible, but I was on it <laughs> and, and like writing and things like that, but nothing has existed as much as this thing has existed. And you're the one that helped keep it still existing. So thank you. You're welcome. And also thank you for trusting me with your baby. <laughs> you're welcome. That's... <laughs> I guess it seems like a lot of stress. Well, sometimes, I um, can't find but it, it is, it is also, you know, it has also been rewarding in, in being able to uh, do some of the cool stuff with the network that we've done with it. To a certain extent, we may have peaked because COVID definitely caused the, the pod fade of, of many shows, not just on the misdirected mark network, but I think kind of just universally um, when people ran out of spell slots to keep doing extra <laughs> stuff like that and stopped commuting um, and like, yeah, you know, and then there wasn't like, I don't even listen to podcasts anymore, which is wild. Like I, I sort of do, but like in like 20 minute chunks, because now I listen to them on my walk instead of on my hour long commute. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, when am I supposed to listen to these things? That's I'm so question. sorry. My cat insisted on being locked in here with me and she's kind of being a brat and not being very polite now that she's here and I'm actually recording. Because cat. I That's mean, funny. You know. Anyway, no, I can't find the picture, but it's out there somewhere of, uh, and it's just, oh, it, it totally was, is. I have it. Yeah, it was taken. If you want it. <laughs> yeah, if you have it, you should send it along because I'll I'll, re- I'll show it to Chris. Chris was pretty drunk. Like he I'm was, sure I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he was. Because yeah. here's the funny thing. I wasn't at that actual panel. I don't remember why. I think it was, do not I think my he, plants. <laughs> my goodness. Stop it. Stop being a brat. The podcat isn't in here, so there, there's a different podcat. No, apparently. I have a different podcat. Yeah. Her name is Ida. She's very cute, but she's mad because I locked her in the room with me, which she was asleep when I closed the door. So I was I was running a game, or I think I might have been on the RPG Academy panel also over that time. Yes. Because I because Saskeek was on a different network at that yes. <laughs> during that year. But that might have been 2017. I don't remember when we were on that panel. So yeah, I was off doing something else that ended up overlapping, and then I came back and met you. And so I had no idea How that you had we been were? playing like a drinking game with your audience. We were not participants. We were not, not are you purpose. sure you weren't? Not on purpose. That, yeah, no, that's what we, we were talking like about. It happened. We were talking about it earlier. I got there, and you were all very fresh-nickered. <laughs> You're a little for snickered. You know? We were yeah. we were misled on how much alcohol was. Papa Schwick made a potent beer. Yes. yes, it was potently delicious, but it was. I remember because I was starting Maybe to take stronger. a few drinks of it, and then I got that buzzy feeling behind my eyes. Yeah, and I was like, uh oh. Like, and then I looked over at you, and your bottle's like nearly empty, and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> Rut row. There was Rut-row. a point. There was a point during that panel where I turned to Phil, and I was like, I'm drunk. Yeah, this is the problem. That was the break. At yeah. the break, I was like, hey, buddy, how you doing? You're I'm like, like, I'm drunk. This is a problem. Yeah. I said, you might want to just uh, sit back for a little. Let me. Uh... So, so Senda, before we, uh, yeah. move, before we move on, I guess, with this show, is there anything else you want to ask us? Yeah. How do you feel about 217 more episodes? Is that the correct number? <laughs> if we or get... are you feeling more like 203 or are we thinking like 356? I think we're taking up 10 like... episodes at a time now. Sure. <laughs> it's 500 more. And if I get to 500 more, I'm done. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I'm asking for actual business purposes. So, you know. Yeah. 
There's your yeah, answer. We'll be around. We're just going to do different shit. Just write the number in here and then sign the contract, please. It's 500. <laughs> 500 is the number. Let me sign that contract. 500 is the hard stop. I yeah. mean, hard yeah. stop. <laughs> 500 more hard that's not stop. gonna that's not gonna that's not to say that we won't stop numbering them at 498 but you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fair anyway well here's to then here's to 500 more thank you thank, thank you. you that's what i will say god that's 22 more years congratulations <laughs> or ten, 12 more years 12 more thank years. you thank you so <laughs> much you. thank you for joining us for being here <laughs> see you soon <laughs> yeah hopefully uh hopefully a bunch of us will get to see you soon oh yeah i'll mm-hmm. tell you guys afterwards all right oh. Can I say one more thing? Of you know course. what else my other good memory is? I'll be quick. Is there someone waiting after no, me? No, you're the no. last person. Oh, cool. I won't be quick. Whatever. There was a reason. <laughs> you know, it, well, I'm flattered. <laughs> is it because I also have a tendency to go long? No, um, it's because I wanted to let you talk as much as you wanted to. Oh, cool. S- the other story that I was going to tell that I forgot about earlier, now that we've already done all of the end wrap up goodbye parts, is when you had me on the first time, you let me say mic drop. And I was like, wait, what if I screw it up? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say any of this out loud to any of you at the time, but I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Boy, we were really, we really falling all over you. Let you do the mic drop. Like, we, we, don't let, we don't let any other guests do the mic drop. It's not like, true. I've let other people I do it. Oh, you, you let me do the mic drop. And and I was really scared that I was going to not do it up to par um, in that moment. And then I was like, oh, OK. And then I did it. <laughs> and it was like, I hope it you nailed okay. it. Internally, I was squirming. But hopefully <laughs> none of you knew that until I told you this story right now. I mean, so. haven't you listened to the show? Like we screw stuff up all the time. I don't know why you were having. I mean, I get that anxiety is a thing, but I don't know why that was the thing that provided anxiety. I just think it's because I hadn't met you or Bob uh, and. I think I had known Phil for maybe like a month and a half, right? Like from that conference. And I had at that point listened to like three shows. I I wasn't like steeped in it yet. (laughs) I I wasn't worried. I'd listened to every episode of Sass Geek by then. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's a lot. Very fast. Yeah. I mean, I was just custodian. I just, you know, hit a podcast and I eight hours a day can just listen to him. Chomp, 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 chomp. Eat it all up. Yeah. No, I did not. I, I did listen to a reasonable amount of podcasts at that point in my life because I did have an hour long commute and then I walked every day. But I listened to Misdirected Mark on my walks generally. That was like my walking podcast. It's funny because I talked about that one corner on the drive back from the airport, but there's actually like some walks up and around Boulder, Colorado that um, have very specific Misdirected Mark associations for me as well, hmm. which are really, really funny I have a, a personal favorite misdirected Mark story that I will not disclose the background of. But did you talk about the one where Phil completely just lost his shit on his birthday episode for the end of the show and just like lost the plot and went wandering off? And oh, like, I remember yes. that. Which episode? Which number was that? March something. March something. Twenty sixteen. Yes. <laughs> I know the episode. I know. I know exactly what you're talking. About. I think I know the episode too. I just can't remember the episode I number. I know which. I don't know what the rest of the episode about. is about. I got I yelled at by Chris for messing up the ending of yes, the show because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I remember exactly what path I was walking down in Boulder, uh, like the Goose Creek trails. When I hit that part of the episode, and then had like I'm walking, and it's a pretty. Boulder's a place where many people walk and it's a pretty populated trail. And I'm like walking along, like laughing, like 
an idiot. <laughs> that is a story. Nobody knows why. The details of that story, we are not ready to tell I'm yet. I'm not sharing that part. I didn't say I was going <laughs> to no, share No, no, it's fine. One why. day, <laughs> one day we'll take the cap off of a couple of those stories. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. That I do today, rem- today I remember. I remember being mad. <laughs> uh, yes. What the fuck, man? Sorry. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. in, re- in retrospect, though, it's completely understandable. Look, I didn't know what was going on, right? Yeah. Like, I was yeah. just mad because I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, I dropped the ball in, like, the most predictable part of the show. Yeah, right? it was like, pretty funny. Flaked yeah. out in the middle of the ending. Got called I know, and you, you guys even even write down, like, some of that stuff. A lot which of it's is all written. Like, which is not like pandas, because nah, for pandas make- now, it just says closing. And so when we screw up pandas, like, it's because we really do bespoke record that yeah. from memory every mm-hmm. single week and most of the time we nail it pretty much the same but it's not written down so like when we came back from christmas break we both kind of had a moment where we just looked at <laughs> each other like, the ending work. i remember how, how do we, I, how we to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was laughing yeah it, hilariously we could just we could have recorded one and just edited it into the show every week we and never we do could have for what this no no like oh, for, for the, i mean we could we could do it on our show we could do it on this show we could do it on pandas yeah, it wouldn't be as never good. just never do it it's, it'd never be as good eh, it's yeah, fun some of it. it's better to just do on the fly Plus, it's even more I fun mean, when we screw it up if if you recorded one and put it at the end and it was always the same then no one would actually listen to it because it would be the same every time Correct. and you heard it once you never listened Correct. to you it don't again, know when, right? you don't know when one of us is just gonna lose it at the end of an episode yeah. oh yeah i listened to the ending of the show just for that. Like last week. It's the best. Bob was like, I can't talk. And it was misdirected Mark Word Scramble. Yes. <laughs> Jump in there. You got anything else? No, I I think that really is it. I, I can let you actually do the ending of the show. I will let my poor cat out of this room <laughs> wherein she has been locked with me. She's becoming very upset with me. <clears throat> I don't know if she's picking up on mics. <laughs> no, no, we can't hear her. No. Oh, right. okay. She's well, she's starting. She's cute. To we can see her on camera. Wait a bit. Oh, don't put your tail on the microphone. Okay. Well, <laughs> well it was my you. mistake to allow her to stay. Yeah, that's thank okay. Thank you for having both of us on. Yeah, thank you. For Thanks for being on. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate you taking the time. <laughs> Congrats talk to you on later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, there's all of our our guests. Mm-hmm. I'm going to close us out yeah. of the uh, out of the Zoom. Mm-hmm. Bye bye Zoom. All right, we got some we got some other things to do. By the way, there's no closing time because. Uh, because I took the night off from work. Mm-hmm. So meeting for I, I did find more mm. one shots things that I put into the list. So we've got some other weird nice. stories we did. <laughs> so now that we're done with with the chatting with people, uh, a couple sure. of, a couple more questions to ask everybody. So sure, what are sure. some of your favorite episodes throughout the years, Jerry? We can start with you. Well, you know, my favorite has always been Layers of Gaming. That was just that was the that was the one that turned me around. Yeah, I mean that's the uh, that's we just reduxed it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. Yeah, y'all heard the reverse Redux version of it last week. Although I, I, you know, I hated on everything I did six and a half years ago. So, which was which was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, why did you write all that stuff in here if you're just going to refute it all? So I can argue that with was myself. The point. <laughs> I should have told you guys first. Uh, although it wouldn't have come off as funny if I did. Bob, what about you? Yeah, you know, uh, I have many. So yeah, I've got a bunch of them that I really mm. uh, that I really enjoyed, and and trying to to pinpoint one is kind of difficult, but. I really, really enjoyed the first exploratory play when we did High, High Plains Samurai. Samurai. It was um, good. When we did that, I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to do more of this. And when we kind of fell off the exploratory play and we, we didn't do any for a while, I was like, I want to do that again. Let's bring that back. Let's bring that back. And now we're going to do kind of like a whole thing. And I'm like just chomping at the bit to get back to that kind of a thing because I really enjoy that format. And being able to play and, and really dive into games 
But yeah, that that episode with High Plains Samurai, that were multiple episodes because we did three, like, three of them. It was a lot of fun. I agree. Phil, you want to go back and forth? Um, on a couple. I got a couple. Here, you give me one. I'll give you one. Uh, episode two fifty, Kung Fu Finally. Oh, I mean, you know how we trashed that episode? Yeah, it was terrible. It was but so it, bad. But it spawned, it spawned a show yes. out of retaliation of how bad our episode was uh-huh. that went on to be the much better show to talk about. Zhang Yu Hustle? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a favorite of mine. That was, we were way in over our heads on that one. Look, man, we talked about it a little bit, but the Bard Showdown. The Bard Showdown. Exactly. It was so much fun. Yes. We were just arguing about nonsense. I, I don't what know. What episode was that? 150. I don't think I've heard that one. Yeah. There's a spreadsheet. It's not, on the, it's not on the thing anymore. There, there's a spreadsheet of all the bards, like the requirements, what abilities oh. they, like we argued our way through this spreadsheet. I think Rocker Boy won. I don't understand how it won, but I think it won. I don't know if it won or I was just being a jerk. You might have been just being a yeah. jerk. At least one for me. I think maybe we picked our own favorites and I picked Rocker Boy. Yeah. Which the second I put it on the list, I knew I was going to pick rock. Mine was, I think my favorite was the fourth edition bard. It was yeah. so well done. Yep. It didn't feel as, as underpowered as every other bard ever. <laughs> By the way, I'm just going to reference that if people want to go back and hear that thing, the moment that Senda was talking about, about um, me screwing up the ending. It is one of two episodes. It is either 249, Lay Down the Beat Structure, which was March 8th, 2017. Oh, that's a really good episode too, by the way. Oh, that's 2017. No. Screwed it up on 2016. Maybe these aren't actually on the website. Mm. That's Sorry. okay. They'll be in the archive at some point in the not too distant future. They'll be in the archive. I don't think any of the March episodes made it onto the, the 2016 March episodes made it on there. So that was definitely one. Um, I, my other one was, uh, the other one that jumps to mind is Encumbrance. So good. Encumbrance was, we did an episode where we were like, Encumbrance is stupid. We were going to, we were going to make fun of Encumbrance. And then we did an episode on Encumbrance. And then we were like going through the notes and we're not like, we were wrong. Yeah, we actually turned ourselves around in the middle of the show. We're like, wait, this is actually really good for decision making. And yeah, like, so what, so what episode number was that? Oh, that's I that's early. Remember. That's that's also like it, that's got to be in the early 200s. Uh, do you have any other Jerry that you want to point out? You don't have to like if you don't, it's fine. I got a few things. There, there's none in particular. But I have to say the one thing that the show did before I was on it um, was that this and pandas were the two of them. When I used to go to conventions, I used to go most of the time by myself. So I'd have anywhere from a six to 10 hour drive home. Mm hmm. And the way I avoided Condrop was I would just binge <laughs> podcast because the biggest part of Condrop of leaving the con was always not hanging out with all the people that you just hung out with for four days. And that was a way to kind of wean myself off of that endorphin high. I didn't end up coming home feeling like, oh, this whole sucks. It was just, oh, I've just spent the last, you know, six to 10 hours listening to my friends chat about games. And even though I didn't know you guys that well at the time, I'd only met you once or twice it bumped into you at the cons a little bit. It was still that these are people that, you know, when we had sat down and talked and met, you're part of the group, you sit and you chat, you have a good time. And so that's why I can't remember a lot of the episodes by type. Cause I binged, you know, I binged misdirected bark for 10 hours straight. You know, <laughs> I binged pan, you know, each direction. I, I binged pandas all the way to origins and back in my car. That's Oof. a lot. Of, that's a that's lot of listening. Of, yeah. That's a lot of pandas. I'd come back from that with 10 hours of, of GMing advice. And I'm like, well, Got to change my gaming style now because <laughs> there was some better stuff. But yeah, that's I would I would just put that in there. That's, and I would still recommend that, whether it preferably us. But if you know other podcasters out there, it's a good way to come down off Common Drop is listen to podcasts for, for a couple hours. You'll still have that, you know, these are nice people that I enjoy hanging out with kind of feel. Plus, you'll learn some stuff. I guess the last thing that I need to say about favorite episodes for the years is I've had the pleasure to interview a whole lot of interesting tabletop gaming uh, personalities and designers. I've loved talking to a loyalist Santa. He's always very interesting. Hardest working man in gaming. Hardest working mm-hmm. man in gaming. He might be actually finally coming back around to it too. I saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been Which making cool. albums. Like he's just 
The guy's prolific, man. He is. He's prolific. Mm-hmm. prolific. His album was good. Yeah. I yeah, liked I mean, it a lot. I mean, that started as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Then he like, it started as a podcast about Prince. Then he made like a couple more like other podcast, like uh, not podcast, started as a video um, yeah, it's a YouTube channel. YouTube channel about Prince. And then he was like, I'm going to go make some music. And in true Aloy LaSanta style was like, I'm going to go make music. And then it was good because mm-hmm. he's just like, that's who he is. And then, yeah, like he's still running. He like, he still has his company running on the side, but he's been like putting out singles and like an album and making videos. Like he's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to Jason Pitt about his multiverse sickle like role-playing sure. game yep, yep. and that was a i really enjoyed talking about that because i opened my eyes to some game design things and i thought that was pretty fun one of the best interviews in gaming also is ken height and he's been on the show ken ken is amazing yep it's so um, so much fun to talk to i mean ooh. people can hear him every week now i think i interviewed him before he started the podcast with ken and robin ken's fantastic i love ken obviously we're playing knights black agents and coming yeah. to the end of our campaign i'm pretty sure that the interview that i did with him i mean it was in relation to knight's black agents yeah because that was around the time of qcc yeah <laughs> and uh didn't hurt we wound up on the book yeah i mean my name's in there it's very exciting <laughs> it's, we have like one what is it one twentieth of a yeah ending? something like, like that <laughs> ken yeah, was very generous really less if you count where if you do by word <laughs> count percentage Correct. it's like one one thousandth yeah ken was really good i'm trying to think of some of the other people well i always like when we have jason on jason is jason was always delightful um, super smart, like as nerdy as we were about game mm-hmm. stuff. Jason's <laughs> equally nerdy mm-hmm. and also nerdy about publishing stuff. Jason was always a delight, and poutine uh, also. And poutine. Like, definitely poutine. Is it is it poutine or not poutine? That was um, <laughs> there was a whole late night thing at uh, Breakout one year. Sure. Heretical poutine. Where I think it was Todd Crapper. I think it was Todd and Jason and a few others got into arguments about over what was legitimate poutine and not poutine. <laughs> and it was it was quite it was quite amusing. And uh, I got lucky enough to have the chance to interview Monty Cook. We, we interviewed Shauna. And we interviewed Shauna too. Uh, that Monty Cook interview was a super fun. Mm-hmm. And he said a really nice thing. It's like, man, you ask really interesting questions that are yep. just not like what I would normally get from other people. I'm like, thank you. I, mm-hmm. I try. I look, I try to like do research and whatnot. I've interviewed a bunch of people from Monty Cook games. Shauna Jermaine, uh, Bruce Cordell. Yep. I talked to him about The Strange, but the Monty Cook interview, that was uh, that was a treat for me because that was still, that was right after we got nominated for the Any. Mm-hmm. We didn't win, and then uh, I managed to run into him at uh, at the um, Diana Jones Awards, and we, we talked a little bit. And then they actually reached out to me from that because I gave my card to uh, the, the business manager yep. there. I can't remember what his name is. So it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Charles, Charles, thank cool. you. Uh, Nathan Paletta was an interview. Nathan Paletta was an mm-hmm. amazingly good yep. interview. Yep, Nathan Paletta was fantastic. I mean, that podcast that him and uh, oh. the design, the game design podcast. Who's that, the other person on that show? Oh, um. Uh, the, um, the dark, the, what was the thief? Will Hindmarsh. Will Hindmarsh. That's a powerhouse. I also, like, that was a, I also interviewed Will Hindmarsh. Like yep. I've done, a, I've interviewed a lot of people over the years Yeah. about, about game design. When I learned a lot about game design from interviewing them and asking them questions about game design, I would ask about their games and let them present like stuff about their games. Cause it was a chance to market their stuff. But I really was there to ask them about their philosophy and game design and how they went about building these things. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm like rolling through, like just like the site looking at names of people that we um, talked to over the years. Yeah, yeah, that we talked to over the years. I mean, we just, we had so many. A lot of really good interviews. No lie. We were interviewing people that we were enamored with. Somebody was making something really cool and we'd be like, let's get them on the show. Sure. I got to interview, we, we got to interview, but I, when I say like for me, uh, Mark Diaz Truman for Cartel. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I was so in love with that game and we did the, um, 
uh, Letter Silver mm-hmm. was the name of the episode. And we had him on to just talk about everything about the game, the style of the game, the artwork, all of that. Like I like that for me was one of my favorite interviews because I worked pretty hard at that one. Oh, Alex Robert was Alex. Roberts oh, because she came on to talk about Starcrossed, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, like I'm just again, I'm just like scrolling through it's these. But like, we've talked to a lot of people. Alex, yep. just Alex, delightful. Absolutely. There's there's tons. Yeah, yeah. I could just I'm sitting here literally just scrolling yeah. through, looking huh. at all these. So that's that's some of our favorite episodes. Anybody else got any more? We can we move on to the next thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do the next thing. Tell me about your time on the show. Like, what are what are some of the highlights and lowlights about your individual time on the show? Just lowlights. You want to let's go. You. Let's go in reverse order. Let's go. We'll let's get, go, yeah. Jerry and Lucas. We'll go yeah. from 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 least. Uh, we'll go from episodes. newest host to newest host to newest late. host to oldest host. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, part of it was just the fun. I gotta say. I mean, I lucked out that um, I was just hanging out with you guys a couple of nights when we had like the New Year's Eve episodes and some of the movie watching episodes, and then. One night, and I think it was Phil couldn't make it at the last minute. Something came up, and Family Life always takes precedence over the podcast. Sure, like, sure. You've always said that. But you had an opening, and I was like, you want to come take over? So I sat in Bob's position. You guys had me watching the chat room and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. And then I managed to come on when we had an interview with somebody as well, because the three of you were talking to them, and I was watching the chat room. And then I just kind of became the, the last-minute replacement for a while. And then when we needed a third for a year or so, um, I was able to step in. And it was just a lot of fun to get involved with learning the pace of the show, learning how to talk on the show, getting to meet the people in the chat room because we talk to them a lot more often. Um, and then Phil uh, asking me to help kind of write the intros and all of that as we went. So it was fun to learn how to be part of this community, not just sit the, on the sidelines, but kind of step in. You've heard from from Jim and JT and all that, how much fun it was to get kind of brought in. And from there, it just it, it's changed how I looked at people in the gaming industry and what it takes to make a game. And also the input that we've got, the different points of view, the different ideas and games that I never thought about and the way people look at them. From there, it just became just a lot of fun. I look forward to these. There are nights that it's not always easy, but it's always fun. And when we don't record on, on a week, on a week, it's always a little bit of a, eh, it's how I get through the week sometimes. And I like it. I just like that it's fun again. There were periods yeah. of time where it wasn't fun. It was work. Now mm-hmm. it's not. It's just a good time. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. For the hardest ones for me were always the salon episodes. When we didn't have an actual topic, those were always real tough. Yeah. Now that we're back, now when we get to me, I'll talk about my ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> Those are really the, the long ones with the salon episodes. And then when we got back into doing topics and then a lot of the off the cuff stuff and some of the episodes we've done started scripted because Phil writes good scripts and then they didn't quite stay scripted. <laughs> Script is only a mere suggestion. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And they go, so that that's where I went, Bob. It's like the pirate's code. It's more of a guideline. Exactly. More of a guideline. Yes. Correct. That's why last week I'm allowed to do what I did. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. For me. Like there's a lot of ground here. The one kind of low note throughout this experience, but it's something that I'm super proud of. I'm super proud of the way we kept going through the pandemic when it got really fucking hard Yeah, because we wanted to keep the show alive. We didn't want to like, cause you, oh, let's take this week off. Mm-hmm. You take one off and then maybe it's like, oh, it's hard this week. Then maybe we'll take another one off. And it's so easy to just snowball yep. and we would sit down some nights and you could tell we'd hit the zoom call pre-show and you could tell we weren't feeling it. And we would just get there, you know, like work our way through a little bit of banter and the intro music would go and we boom, we hit it. And it wasn't always like a dramatic difference, but we hit it. And then we did a show and more often than not, we came out of that show going, all right, good show. That was a good time. I enjoyed that. I feel really good that we kept it alive during that period because it could have, it could have died. Yeah. 
could have died. It could have. I would have been sad. Yeah. It wasn't um, going to die. So I'm very I proud of that. I appreciate that. You um, did a good job. There are a couple of moments. I wish, wish you would have went to bi-weekly for a while there, but <laughs> well, just for your sanity. It would have probably been great for our sanities, but we- It would have been the opposite for we me. Were like, we got to keep it going. We got to keep it going. One of the other things that really stands out for me is when we started to run into people who were listeners or uh, uh, in the chat room for life in, in person at conventions, like the first time we ran into the wear gator. And he sure. was like, oh, I listen to you guys all the time. Can I sit and hang out with you guys? Can I still play video? I play video games with that guy all the time. So yeah. Love Gator. Those moments when Talked all of a sudden. his daughters. We're, we're sitting around like home base at, at, at that corner where the, the convention mm-hmm. center and the hotel meet at uh, 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 Origins. And we just kind of take over the thing. And just people are coming in <laughs> and time. it's like, oh, hey, good to see you. You know, mm. like those kind of things were great moments. I learned more about production audio production from working with Chris on these things than I ever thought I would know in my life. And it's fascinating stuff. Better at voice meter banana than I am. I've tried. Yeah. Voice meter took me a while to finally parse. There was like this one piece that needed to click in my brain. And now if we went back to it, I would have to learn it again because I've been off of it for so long. But that one piece, when it finally clicked, I'm like, Oh, I get it now. And then we were able to use it to get everything to work the way we wanted it to for the show. I, I will never have the ear for audio that Chris does. Chris being a musician, like he, he's just got an innate thing that I don't have and will never have. But I know enough now that in a pinch, I can do this kind of stuff. I can help out with this kind of thing. I've learned a lot of mic technique over the years from Chris. <laughs> so I feel way better about my mic technique than when I first started. I was horrible. But you guys all remember when we first started using me as the chat room eyeballs, mm-hmm. it was just kind of looking at the thing and I would occasionally say some stuff into the mic. I've never been a super outgoing person with new people. I was fine with you guys because I knew you guys, but I'm like on a microphone, like that was not my element. And if you go back and listen to the first and watch the videos from those first ones, like I'm like all timid and everything like that. And there hits a point where it's like, I'm free. I was completely over all of that bullshit. And I could sit here and get on a microphone and talk to people in the world and be like, you know, hey, if I went and stood in a room and you told me to stand up in front of a bunch of people, I'd tell you to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll sit here with this microphone in my face and you guys at the table with me and I will have a ball because it's comfortable now. And you guys helped make it that way. I'm happy that that's a thing. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, if Mm -hmm. the show's done nothing else, I'm glad it's done that. Probably the last thing I want to say, as far as moments go, (laughs) one of the other moments that really stands out to me is a lot of fun was when we were talking about hitting a set number of patrons and we decided when we hit 300, we got to do something. (laughs) I'm like, shit, we hit 300. I will shave my head. And you did. And we hit 300 (laughs) and we went and we recorded it. I videotaped that. Yep. And that video is out there in the world. It was funny. And you looked good. You did. And I looked good. And I was like, all right, this is my new thing. This this mop that I've got on my head now is going away tomorrow because I'm tired. It's like too long. (laughs) I can't do it anymore. I remember after it was shaved, I like I looked at you. I was like, damn, that looks good. Like I can rock that. Yeah. I should I should have turned to Bob and said this before we went to you, Phil, but we've been doing this a long time. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this yeah. for, for, for a decade. Been a long time. Yeah. I mean, when I say moment in time on the show, like there's a lot of up and down there. Mm-hmm. there there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of up and down. And it's not like you weren't there almost at the beginning. Yeah. I mean I, I mean I was listening you, from the beginning. You were and you were yeah. on, you've been on episode since ten. 
So I listened and then, of course, guessed it on a few. And then when Mark had his first kid, mm-hmm. I'm listening to Mark on the show and I'm like, oh, I had already had my kid. Like <laughs> yep. My kids were a couple, year, a couple years older and I'm like, I know where this guy is. And I remember saying to you, I was like, look, if you ever need a stand in. You were already on my short list. You yeah. were the number one on my short list. Yeah. I was like, if you ever need someone to stand in on the show, let me know. I'm like, I've been where Mark is. And like, there were times like literally he had the baby, like trying to do the show with the baby and, mm-hmm. you know, in his arms and stuff. And he was exhausted. Like yep. I, I've been, I was, I was there years before him. And so, um, I remember that for me, I mean, the highlights, I mean, there's so many highlights. Like we've had so many good shows, so many laughs before shows. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that stuff, um, without a doubt. Like there was so many. I mean, that 2016, 2017 would like was like some really peak fucking misdirected mark. Like yeah. some of our most brilliant episodes came out of that time. I mean, we've refined and we've, you know, and we've I don't I don't think, you know, our shows are terrible now, but like we were breaking so much ground. Mm-hmm. Like we were breaking like the ideas we were coming up with, we were breaking ground at like an alarming pace. Mm-hmm. But also, my life was a fucking shambles on the flip side of that, like on the mics, like it was laughs and you know, whatever. But like, I was a fucking hot mess for years. Like only until a year or two ago, did all that shit settle out in my life. Like I had, there was up and downs career family. There used to be a running joke. I'm sure you guys remember. There used to be a running joke. How many, how many days since Phil last tried to burn down the podcast encoded designs? I remember that shit happened a lot. And did, People didn't see that because that was shit we kept off the mics and we kept out of conventions and stuff. But like there were times where the highlight of my existence was a show. And then there were times where like I wanted to burn the whole fucking thing down because I was all over the place. Um, we never did um, early on. There because was, I wouldn't let it. Yeah. And there was yeah. somewhere there was somewhere early on where you had committed like you were like, we are doing 500 episodes of the show yes. before. Like that was like that was never not a thing. Mm-hmm. Like we were always going to make it to this night. Yes. No matter how many times I wanted to burn shit down, whatever, <laughs> like it, the music would start. I get my shit together. I put my game face on and, and jump in. And if I had to, I would just drag you through it. And exactly. It. There were days. I mean. There were days where you had to drag me through it. There were days during the pandemic that during the pre-show, my head was on the desk. Yeah. Like I literally just had my head on the desk until the music started. And then I would like, like I would just go into performance mode and inevitably feel better by the end of the show. But like that shit was hard. So for me, like I always love misdirected Mark. Like if I go back and listen to episodes or look through, sometimes I look through show notes when I'm looking for definitions and stuff and I will see what was going on in my life at a certain point. And I'm yeah. like, those are things that people didn't get to see. I mean, my ultimate highlight, right, was I always wanted to be Professor Phil. Like I was going to, I, you know, was pursuing a PhD in the sciences when I dropped out. I always wanted to be professor of something. And Chris had structured the show in the way that for a long time I got to be Professor Phil of gaming stuff. Chris would be the funny one. I would be the straight man with like, I bring in some facts. Chris would be bombastic. Dropping the knowledge. Right. I would like, I would like set us up. Chris would be bombastic. And then there became a time where like I caught on to it. Like I got to be like the free, free spirit Phil. Like, yeah, there's a thing where like, there's, sen- there's a turning point moment that I turned to you one day. I'm like, you're just not that funny. And then from then on, you were much funnier. Yes. I don't think people actually see my sense of humor as much. Like, I, like you guys do off the mics or whatever. I'm super sarcastic. I'm not always funny, funny. You were these to- days. I am these days. My life's a lot better now. Yeah. It was hard for me during the pandemic time when you weren't on the show to take, 
take your spot of the show. Sure. Like it was like it was hard to be the like, I mean, I couldn't even be the bombastic one, but to to be the the lead mic on that mm-hmm. was fucking hard. It's funny, too, after we, after I after I got back and the first few times I did it, like went over the top. Nobody knew how to handle it. Yeah, it's really <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I mean, they I mean, these guys didn't have any preparation for it because I couldn't I, I couldn't pull that off. And, you know, it took me an episode or two to fall back into my comfortable, like, let me be Professor Phil again. Like, and then it was like really comfortable again. Right. Like Professor Phil is like my my home from 844 till the end. Like it's all it sounds a lot like peak misdirected. Yeah, yeah. It came It like we got our groove back. Yeah. Like we found our mm-hmm. rhythm. We got our groove back. We adjusted to being a four person show from a three person show. I will say my other highlight was um, not directly related to the show. But there are two things that happened during the pandemic out of the Slack group that really, like, in a way helped me stay, like, afloat, which is one of them is still going on, which is the Friday luncheons. Mm -hmm. Um, The Friday luncheons became a thing. That's how we got to meet a whole bunch of people, like, people who've been listening to our show, but I, like, had not seen them at a convention or um, for some reasons because they were, like, on, you know, on another continent or whatever. But, like, that's how we got to meet Andrew Dacey, Mm -hmm. Kathleen. And then, you know, there were a whole bunch of people, just uh, people that like Gator comes on there yeah. and Schmitty's there every week. And, you know, Jim shows up and I really love that uh, Friday thing because we still do it today. And the other one was the Star Trek. I probably is what kept me afloat in 2020 was the Star Trek Watch Club, like mm-hmm. being able to do that. And um, when we were when I was trying to find that picture of us before from Gen Con, I looked through my Google pictures and found all of the pictures of the weekly play, like the weekly watch lists for all the Mm -hmm. shows, like in the L cars. And I was Mm like, Oh, like that was like that for me, kept me afloat. I probably would have lost it at some point during 2020 if it hadn't had that kind of thing. But yeah, for the show, man, like so much shit where our lives were when we first met each other and where our lives now, like that trajectory, man, is like not much different. No, the start and end points aren't that exactly much different. The, same. the middle man is like it's a, a roller coaster. Fucking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Senda hinted to it too. Like her life was upside down um, in that same time frame. Like it was just hot mess land everywhere. But this was the one continuous thing I could count on. Mm-hmm. No matter how crazy everything was, it's Tuesday night. It's time to record. I was always there. Like time to write a show. For, you know, like sometime during I the week. I was almost always there. <laughs> I mean, I was almost always there too. Time to make the donuts. As long as I could be there. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 a. I mean, ten years, twelve years. Fucking legacy, man. Like, I mean, we're like running neck and like we're just running a little bit, not even a little bit behind because we didn't number our episodes correctly. Like running neck and neck with Ken and Ken and Robin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I guess for me, oh, I love this. I love this. I haven't always loved it. Sure, <laughs> that's not true. I've always loved. It. I haven't always liked it. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah, it, that's 100%. fair. Yeah. There were times where I was like, I don't know if I have anything else to say anymore. I don't know if we're doing anything that interests me anymore. Yep. Which is why now we're doing something different. The, the, that conversation would start and I'd be like, well, what do you want to do? Let's just change the show. <laughs> Let's burn it all down and start burn fresh. There, there's a difference between me then and me now. Don't threaten that gas can. I will light this shit on fire yeah, for you. The difference <laughs> between me then and me now is I'm much better at planning, organizing, putting people in good spots and executing. Less impulsive. I am far less impulsive. Yeah. Better planner, less impulsive. Like we tried video. It didn't work. I pivoted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice and easy into something that was way more comfortable for everybody. Yeah. I felt bad about that because. You don't have you, to feel bad about no, it. No, I know. But you you really were like gung-ho. Like I really want this video thing. And, and we're like, all right, let's do it. Let's go. And then it didn't work. And we're like, ah, well, shit. <laughs> we're not we're not an air raid offense. We're definitely a ground and pound offense. Yep. So let's just ground and pound. 
that doesn't mean we can't do some other interesting things with that. Exactly. Like what we're about to do. Exactly. Which is pretty much the best of everything that we've ever been. Mm -hmm. And with the expanded group, it'll make it easier. With Mm -hmm. four of us instead of three. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if we really could have, um, I don't know what a two, two on one. Doesn't work. Yeah. The three on one will make this a lot better because we've actually played those games. It's also why I've never like pushed the exploratory play thing much harder because there wasn't enough of us really. Yeah. And that makes total sense. But yeah, like I love the first hundred and change episodes with Mark. I love doing the fiction parts. I very much loved it. The next like 150 episodes after that, because it was you and me doing our thing. Yep. The podcast part was amazingly fun and all the people we got to talk to and the fact that we were like pseudo famous didn't hurt. Although I've come to realize I'd really be uh, rich than famous. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there was a time where I was, I I think I was very much enamored with how popular we were. And now for me, it's different. I I, want to be, um, I just want people to, yes. I want people to listen so that we can help people. Yeah. That's, enjoy themselves that's yeah. i mean we want to entertain folks we want to give them the information that they can utilize to to have the best possible game that they can have i don't need to say play better games damn it no nah. i can just say go have fun and i hope we helped you have more fun yeah yeah the other way is not how i think anymore <laughs> no and i mean i think there was a period of time where we all like we, we were definitely like we were definitely caught up in it mm-hmm. not anymore though no nah. and that's where i'm at now man like but this show's given me so much so many things maybe not the most important thing which is sitting the or person i should say which is sitting in the other room yes mm-hmm. that had nothing to do with this no 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 but she's never been anything but supportive of everything i'm doing here mm-hmm. um, and that's a lot of episodes supporting mm-hmm. that's a lot, a lot of, of tuesdays <laughs> yeah. they jen mm-hmm. give up a lot of tuesdays lots of tuesdays <clears throat> i think the first time we missed an episode is when i got married on a beach in mexico uh yes on a good note the cast of the show was with you correct yeah it was a good time. Which should tell you all everything you need to know about the cast of the show and how close we all are. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Phil's the best man, so. Was I, I, was, I was a member of the boy band. You were a member of the boy <laughs> band. Sneezak and the hard, hard moves. moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still have that picture up in here. Sitting That's right great. behind you. Right behind me. I mean, there's a really cool um, wood-burned icon of the Misdirected Mark logo sure. that my cousin made for me. There's a couple t-shirts. There's some t-shirts that were You're sporting the oldest one. The oldest one. version. Yep. I'm, I'm sporting the 2.0. That's this is Tim the Tim Jones. Jones. Yep. The Tim mm-hmm. Jones version. Tim Jones version. This yeah. one's my mother, who's an artist. That's awesome. I never knew that. Yeah. I never knew that your mom. My mom oh, nice. drew, That's cool. Drew the mic, the broken microphone. That's cool. I did. That mm. is that is a misdirected Mark tidbit I did not know. There you go. Look at that. 500 episodes in, we're still, still learning. Still learned a thing. Still learning. I'm loving what we're doing. I don't think we'll be stopping for a while. Now, this part's fun. Like, run games and talk about the games we're running. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I, I get like, I, I could Captain America this, man. Yeah. But there, there were those, <laughs> there were those days where I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Had the, the same point, ones. To the point where I'm, I wasn't sure that I was going to be doing it anymore. Luckily for you and I, the days that we didn't think we could do it anymore were usually not the same day. Correct. Yeah. Um, usually one of us would drag the other one into the show. I don't know what I would have done if you had both been like, I don't think we can do this anymore. <laughs> I'd have been like, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> it was, yeah, luck, luckily just for whatever reason, it never lined up that way. One of us would, like, one of us would be up, one of us would be down, and it just, that's how it, like, we kept going. Mm-hmm. Yep. Last thing, I do have one more thing. There was one question when I asked about the Ask Us Anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is our white whale campaigns? The epic you think about regularly, but are all but certain will never happen for whatever reason, but conceivably could get, get if the stars aligned. I know what my answer is, so I'll go first. Since I've had longer to think about good. it. It is massive Narlothotep. Oh, that's good. Mm. That's I have no choice. idea if I'll ever get a chance to run it, but I own it. I've, I've thought about running it. I've read it a few times. I just don't know if I'll ever be able to grab enough people that'll want to play it for over the long. course of that long because... Yeah. Most of my Friday groups won't play it. Not everybody in them won't play it. Yeah. 
I know Jerry and Bob will still so yeah. play pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're good like that. But not just, I mean, yes, and we will, more importantly, we'll play anything with you guys as GMs, but yeah. also, yeah. I want to play me some mess of Nyarlotep. I have never played a Cthulhu-esque game of any kind. Weren't you in our Wednesday game with the West, Wild West one? I don't think he was. No. Oh. No, no, no. I have never played one of those it's games. It's fun. It's fun. You get to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It's delicious. <laughs> That's not how I would describe Cosmic Horror, but sure, why not? No, we, we used to actually give out Cocoa Puffs at the table when you lost at Sanity Point, so that was That's funny. Fun. Okay, go ahead. The Mountain I, Witch. Oh, yeah. yeah you've been wanting to play that forever. The Mountain Witch. I own it. I own... Well, the second edition Dude, turned out to be vaporware, here, and will, we all lost our money. I will state it right here. Yeah. After we're done with the Marvel thing, play the Mountain Witch. We need more people. We'll get more people. Okay. Like, I will acquire more people. We will, whether people. we do it on the show how or many, whether we do it privately. How many people do we need? I don't know. I got to go back and look. Like, I got to reread the game. For we'll, just play it on, we'll just play it on Saturday, on Sunday then. I mean, at some point. I, I've always wanted to do it. It's a limited arc. It's um, it's a, you know. I know it's limited. That's why I'm willing to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's a game that when how I bought it. How many do you need? Oh, I don't know. I think it works better if we get up to like five players. Five, including the Game Master? Or? For like five or six. I, I'll go back and check the book. But I, you need it because the more complicated, like the more people you have playing, mm -hmm. the more complicated the trust mechanics get. And it gets like really, like there's a peak. Like there'll be too many players at one point, but I think it's like four to five. So we just pitch the Glenn and play it. By the we way, Glenn's, in our, Glenn's going to be in our Sunday night group. Yeah, yeah. That we play Oxen. Yeah. So yeah. we just play it after we're done playing Ox. It's a distinct possibility. If that is, a, if that is a thing that you die yeah, yeah, and no, die no. and eat at the table, I know it only lasts for like three or four sessions. Yeah, it's not, oh, wow. many, it's not many sessions. It's like maybe five sessions at the most, but it's a three-act story and it's... Um, like, I am jonesing for a game like I, I like I'm jonesing to play a game like that. Cause it's been a while since I played a game in that vein. Yeah. I mean, it's a super old indie game. And of course the second edition turned out to be, um, vaporware. Uh, and we interviewed, we interviewed, I know we did <laughs> like of the interviews we did. We did an interview. That one, that. That's rough. We drove some, we drove some dollars to that, uh, Kickstarter, mm -hmm. including a lot of mine, by the way, I, yeah. I backed up pretty hard, but I own the original. Sure. Because I got mine from, um, Jason Morningstar. Yes. Yes, yes you did. I got mine from Jason Morningstar, who forgot that he sold it to the me. person that taught me how to play Dungeon World. I played yep. one of his Dungeon World games, and every other game, Dungeon World game after that was influenced by that particular game. I think my White Whale game would be the Far West. No, no, <laughs> stop. No, sorry. No, to be to be completely honest, I think my my White Whale would be to be able to go back and play in a full campaign of Amber again and try and recapture some of the. Some of the headiness of that era. Motherfucker, I will run that game. Because <laughs> that that game of Amber was so amazing for a person that that at that point in time I had played D D and D D and a little bit of D D with like one <laughs> session of like Boot Hill, one session of Gangbusters. Um, and that was it. Like, and then I met Phil. We tried to play Castle Falkenstein. Didn't work. Didn't really work out. Played Whispering Vault. We played Whispering Vault. That was fun, but it wasn't really geared for long term. And then, uh, you know, we did that Amber campaign and it was just ridiculous. Can you imagine how much better we would be at Amber with everything that we know now about improv gaming? Oh. Plus there's a Shadows and whatever update game to the to Amber, if which is supposed to be better. <laughs> I will look through it. It like fixes, the, fixes some of the, the, the rough points of the game. It's I loved that game. It was a watershed game for me. Yeah. For, for me, I think... Because I've played a lot of the games that I've wanted to play. I used to have enough rotating groups, and because I was kind of the 
the ringleader of my group, I would just like, this is what we're playing this week. <laughs> it helps. Yeah. It has yeah. its advantages, right? Especially, especially when you're driving the car, it's easy to say we're going over there. And when I was in college, we were playing games five or six nights a week. Yeah. I would just tell them this is what we're playing tonight. So anything up through like the 90s I played. Since then, I'd really like to play a Genesis game hmm. with something that that isn't Star Wars. I like, I've run it. I've mm-hmm. enjoyed Star Wars. I'd love to play like a fantasy Genesis game, like a game set in the Descent universe or somebody's homebrew. Long enough to play for a couple sessions. And of course, my big white whale is to play masks for more than one session with the same character. <laughs> oh, because that one we should be able to get yeah. for you. Those are the two. But I, I've been lucky enough that in the that that for probably 25 years of my gaming time, if I wanted to play a game, I would just tell people this is what we're playing next week. And they're all like, yes, we'll play that. Yeah. Because we have no social life except for this. So let's do this. <laughs> um, that's what we did. I've had those moments. I had four years of that. <laughs> well. I guess there's only one thing left to say, which is like, does anybody have any final thoughts on this 500 episode of the Misdirected Mark podcast? I, I've said everything that I need to say other than thank you everybody who's been listening this entire time. I'm good. I'm good. I would like to just say from my own personal perspective, thanks obviously to everybody that mm-hmm. listened and, and, and that, and thank you to you guys at the table here for basically, you know, doing this with me and helping me along and, and, and everything that these Tuesday nights have been. I wouldn't give this up for anything. So many Tuesday nights. So many Tuesday oh, yeah. nights. Anybody else? Any final thoughts about 500? Uh, you don't I, have to say anything. I can edit it out. We don't have to fill no, time. No, it's fine. I just, I, I was going to say, we're going to read our patron list, but also thank you to all our past patrons. Correct. Like there are mm-hmm. a lot of people who are no longer patrons, but they also contributed to they us. They bought some of this gear. They sent exactly. us to conventions. They let us talk to mm-hmm. people. Yep. Exactly. So past and present patrons. Here's all of our patrons. Thank you so much. Yes. We'll start out with the Royal Court. Jim, the Royal Merchant Emeritus. Schmitty, the Keeper of the Labyrinth. Andrew Dacey, the Warden of Whiskies. Andy Olson, the Duke of Dice. John Carney, the Court Necromancer. Craig, the Lord of One Name. Tiberius Starcrash Smith, the Baron of Britannia. GM Jerry Mander, the Lord of the After Show. Kevin Lovecraft, the Royal Beard. Troy Sandlin, Chris Constantine, Mirko Frolik, Eric Simon, Kathleen Hilperin, Lars Henrik Evjan, Christopher Melch, Michael Beck Esperum, Joseph Knoll, Carlos... Ryan Megala, Heptilemma, Michael Draper, Cubano, Alice Kira, Jim Fitzpatrick, Brantley Harris, Steve Radabaugh, Rory McLeod, Ninjabi, Richard Wyatt, Joseph Peralta, JT Evans, Eric Mengi, Brian Kurtz, my Brett, not my personal Brett, but my Brett. <laughs> I love that gag. <laughs> Chris Steele. Nice. We would have filled it, but he walked yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Jared Rasher, Eileen Barnes, Brandon Barnes, mm-hmm. Noah Bond, Tentacle Duck. It's a great name. Awesome. Kevin Cork, Aaron Laskowski, Craig Duffy, Brendan Dennis, Padme's Lover, Chris Mead, Dan Simons, Jason Pitt, Ryan Bolter, Richard Ruane, Jeff Stevens, Troy Pitchelman, David Walker, Victor Wyatt, John, and Glenn Seiler. And thank you to everyone for listening to this show. All right, let's do this. So this to do this ending. It's the last time we're doing this ending. So see how mad we can mess this thing up, right? <laughs> if you like more content like this, you can find it on our website at misdirectedmark.com. We have a large, large, I say, large selection of content from a variety of shows, past and present. True. And if you want even more, which, you know, maybe you're driving across country. Maybe you are. Maybe you're driving back and forth from conventions eight hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you need to binge your way out of a, on your way out of a convention. Out of con drop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash MMP. There is hundreds of bonus episodes available. That huge number of episodes includes some other shows in the Mr. Mark network, such as There is Super Geek, Bonesaw Obsidian, 
Pandas Talking Games, the Gnome Cast, Bonus Experience, and the all-new Thacko with Advantage. It's like 11 episodes in. I suppose we should probably... Hey, we're at 500. They're still new. They're still new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I take it back. Plus, you can always get the amazing back episodes of They're a Super Geek. If that isn't enough content for you, I suggest checking out our sibling podcast, Tabletop Bellhop, The Knights of the Night, GM Mastermind, and Mastering Dungeons. Before you start on our next 500 episodes, <laughs> make sure you go back and catch up on all the previous 500. Then leave us some feedback. You can reach us directly on the weird old archaic email. We're Gen Xers. We love email. We're awesome at it. <laughs> Hit us up. That email address is mmp at misdirectedmark.com. Or like you millennials, check us out on Twitter. The show, the network is at misdirectedmark. He's Robert M. Everson. Yeah. Jim Gerrymander. Hey. The Light 101. And I'm DNA Phil. Hey. And if you're a Gen Zer, I'm sorry. We're just not on any of the other. Yeah, but you're on Dice Camp. That's not a Gen Zer thing. Oh, it's not? That's like a millennial. Like okay. millennial, you're Gen Zer. We are not on Snapchat, Insta. Uh, yeah, like, no. we're not on any of those. Sorry, any. guys. Like, we're old. You might be able to find us on Facebook. Some of us Maybe some TikTok soon. Maybe some TikTok. No, Facebook? Is Gen, Z- I don't know. Gen Zers don't go on Facebook. That's My kid grandma. thinks that. Thing. Yeah, that's like <laughs> grandma's <laughs> web page. I don't know. No, no only pandas phase page? Yeah, wait, we're not doing only, only pandas. pandas. <laughs> that's weird. That's it's awkward. That's not hey, awkward. You remember that Patreon? That we were talking about earlier with the tons of bonus episodes. If you want to support us and other shows from Misdirected Mark Productions, you can do that at patreon.com slash MMP. And we would appreciate it if you would. It helps to keep this gear up and, uh, you know, that we kind have, of stuff. We have microphones that are eight, nine years old. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't hurt <laughs> like to buy another microphone. Like yeah. aged, like the show. Yeah. Like your, uh, your patronage will get you access to the After Show podcast, our show notes, the Bamboo Lounge podcast, and every once in a while, somewhere down the road, special releases. Mm-hmm. I know there will be some. Hey, man, there's been a second now lamplighter mm-hmm. uh, design, lamplighter system design uh, journal that's been put up. I'm going to try to put them up weekly now, so that's going to that's the $10 neat. patrons. There you that's go. Neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about right, that. Today I talked about uh, how hit points, or at least what is what used to be hit points, work in the lamplighter system. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I dig it. All right. All right. Well. Take us home. I know. It's so hard to say it. I don't know if we're saying this again. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some version of this. There will we'll be some say, closing, but. but. Well, this has been a misdirected Mark production, which is the media arm of Encoded Designs. Mic drop. We out. <laughs>